to the Comedians of Wrestling Post-Mania Fallout episode annual event. I am here again with the Salami Bros. To my left, Arlen Marmel. To my doing? right, Jason Trebiro. We doing? just left the Superdome. We're full of Taco Bell. We're ready to talk WrestleMania in the haze of the grandest stage of them all. Jabronis, what did you think? How you feeling? What's up? Well, I've been getting, you know, I've been hot on the line texting with all my bro bros across these United States, and everyone is saying a lot of mixed things. Some people are saying it's been weird booking. Some people are saying it's the most amazing mania they've ever seen. But from being in the building, I could say that I'm very satisfied. Here's my read. <laughs> That's uh, Jason, a.k.a. Casey Kasem. <laughs> terrific cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, we T-belled uh, hard. One nachos bel grandissimo. Uh, a chalupa of the chicano variety. I mean, the card was very strong. <laughs> okay, so Arlen thinks that what he ate for Taco Bell was the card of the wrestling match, but it was not. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Chefs, you hit on a point, the main point here, which is that uh, the, the viewing experience at home is drastically different than when you're there i've noticed that every year like we are there we're going what a great time we I, we've been to the past four manias in a row and we're just like that was a great time loved it even when we know the matches like we're not hitting with the crowd we were there it's still like there's still a feeling of you know you're there live right so we never have a good gauge so people are always just like that mania sucked that mania sucked. and it's like when you're there you're like that nah, was a great time it's always a great so time. this mania no different I thought it was a great time, even with its weird flaws and strange booking. Unpredictable booking, though. Absolutely. I think it, I think it's a great time, no matter what, when you're in the building. The interesting thing is when matches don't go over well, even that's kind of, like, fun to see to be, like, you know, like Shinsuke AJ. For the building, we didn't watch it on the, on the network yet, but in the building, that match was a dud. It did not go over with the crowd at all. And I wasn't upset about it. I was just like, wow, that's so interesting. It's yeah. just interesting to see what the crowd is just not into. Yeah, so we uh, so we sat on the floor, uh, which is very cool. We got collector's chairs and whatnot. Fourteenth row. Fourteenth row, very fun, very cool. And the reason I bring that up is to brag, because yeah. I'm the fucking man. Yeah. No, the reason I bring it up uh, is, uh, is only partially to brag. It's because I think we should get right into the Cena being a fan thing. Because I, I can't emphasize enough how much they leaned into Cena is a fan tonight. Well, now, for the first, like, hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, after that, no, no. they didn't lean into no, it. No, no, no. Longer. Because was it? He was there. So, all right. So, John Cena was sitting in the right near us in the fan level from the entire kickoff show. Yeah, we were in where, section A. He was in section B. And there was a huge crowd of people trying to, like, get pictures with him. He obviously was only getting pictures with the three T's. And he wasn't taking pictures with regular old dudes like us. But he was legit having a great time. Like, he was, I, I mean, obviously, look, he probably was working us, and I'm, but I'm always happy to get work. Yeah, you I mean, guys he, know I love getting work. He's to have a good time. You guys it's know I, I love getting worked, yeah. okay? And, um, and uh, but he was, he was, like, taking pictures of people. He was, like, talking to his whole section. They were, like, the Cena section. And I wonder if any of that read on TV we'll find later. But being there, it was like, yo, they're doing the fan thing correct. He's wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt. Arlen has a really interesting story, which we posted a video of right after it happened, which is, uh, you tell him. Well, I think, so everyone was trying to take a picture with Cena. Uh, did you try to take a picture with him, Dan? I did. I got shut down and just said, uh, 
that's cool. Like the <laughs> security guard wouldn't let me get. I was actually like right next to him, but he wouldn't let me take a picture of them. I was gonna borrow someone's kid to take a picture because if you had a kid, that was your ticket. A kid wheelchair. <laughs> you know, so if, if you were if you were you know a make a wish person or some sort of veteran status, you could get in there. But just a regular guy is not gonna get a picture. Right. Of Cena. So then I was next to Cena. So it was like awkward that I got rejected. So then I just said, "Hey, Cena, saw it last night. Great job in blockers," nice. <laughs> to which there was no response. <laughs> Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, uh, we got rejected. It was clear that we were not going to take a photograph with him at the seat, even though he was one section over and just a few rows up. So, kind of abandoned that idea. It was over. It was fine. We weren't going to get a photograph of Cena. Uh, show goes on. We're watching everything. It's all good. He's sitting in his seats. At some point, I have to go to the restroom. When you're sitting on the floor, they have porto potties as opposed to you know standard restrooms, which is a nice touch. Nice. It sounds touch. shitty, but it was so easy to go to the bathroom during this show. It made it very easy to go to the bathroom. So you go back there. There's barely any wait. Uh, I go into the porto potty. I'm doing a number one, which is what you got to do during the show. And just about when I'm wrapping up. I feel a little kind of like a knock at the door, like someone's trying to get in there, and I'm like, uh, one minute. So I wrap up my biz, I open the door, and it's John Cena. John, so let's put this in perspective, you guys. John Cena is using the same porta potties that the fans are using. I mean, if you're peeing where the fans are peeing, you're came yeah, as you're a fan. Yeah, you're a fan. You're, you're <laughs> sitting in the seat. So, so, you know, door opens, John Cena's there. I was stunned. I didn't know what to say, and I just go, oh, hi, John. The other thing to mention is there's, like, a massive crowd of people because clearly the, like, energy was building for the fact that someone was going to come out of the porto potty and John Cena was going to be there. So there was, like, a mass of people kind of waiting for this moment. So I open the door. Cena's there. Huge crowd just, like, snapping photographs. I'm like, oh, hi, John. He's like, hey, man. Uh, I'm like, you got to use the porto potty. And he's like, yes. So I say, hey, after you, sir, it's a pleasure to meet you. And that was it. I keep moving. On my way back to the seats, I happen to bump into X-Pac, who... <laughs> who I like was, how in WrestleMania, it's like, yeah, yeah, I just I just ran into Sean Waltman casually. Yeah, but also, he's wearing a baby Bjorn with, like, a shit suit. <laughs> a shit suit. Like, dog. back in it, facing out, like... It was it was like a hangover, but he was wearing, He's a, wearing dog. a dog. <laughs> he was genuinely wearing a dog. Like if you watch the pay per view, you can see him. Did he put that when he walked into the media, Did he shih-tzu. put the dog in a bin to go through? Yes, yeah, so you have to put the dog he in a bin have. for security. Or maybe he gets in like a special entrance. Okay, so well I'm. Yeah, I, what, can I just say one thing about Xbox? Yeah, I'm fairly certain that it's a officially registered service dog, like because he's so fucked up after the death of China and he had a tough <laughs> life. But I mean, like I think he has to carry around that dog. For like emotional support, absolutely. Um, I think uh, my, I mean my dog's registered. All these dogs, my dog's legal. My dog's got a license to fly, baby. Um, so here's the thing. So John, Your dog's Cena, a pilot. He did. He went as a fan. He was acting like a fan. Couple things off though. Uh, one major thing being off is that um, he had security. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. He also went as a fan by himself. It wasn't like you sitting with his wife. Think about how many fans go to a show. Uh, we were sitting next to a guy who was. By, there by himself, he paid twelve hundred dollars for the seats and started doing cocaine in the middle of the show. Which guy? 
The guy to our next left. To yeah, next to us. The guy who was there solo. The guy who lost all that money on, yeah. on Lesnar winning. Okay, so that's <laughs> worth going into now. So like, that's all we'd say about the Cena catch. Except for, here's my, all right, well, remember, we'll get into this. But the Cena, last thing I'm going to say about the Cena fandom angle was from, the, this is an interesting thing. I don't know what happened on the main feed yet. But from our perspective, Charlotte Oscar match ends, right? Mm-hmm. And then we just see on the screen, a ref just sprinting. Say something full, in his ear. No, no. Full speed sprints out, yeah. gets in his ear. Cena just flies over the railing and just sprints back. Right. And then, yeah, Cena just runs away like cartoonishly. It was like, what? What are you doing, man? Like, is the match this second? What are you? Like, you're not cashing in. You're just getting to the back. And also, that's not the best way to get to the back. Just go all the way up the ramp. So it's like, it was like Charlotte Oscar just ended. It was like kind of, anyway, it was very funny. Um, Obviously, we, we had, you know, WWE had to figure out a way to blow this whole thing. <laughs> they started with the social media angle. Be like, we'll take her, answer the call, which uh, equals consistently wise. Yeah. We already established that he did not. That his in the story, it was like last Monday was your last chance to do it. That's what they told us in the storyline. It's like, no, 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 you have another chance at Mania. Okay, so that's all. So the guy next to us, okay, so he is gambling all night. It's very clear. Gambling on professional wrestling, which is such a hilarious, <laughs> degenerate move because. Even though it's still re- real to me, damn it, it is fixed. It is fake. The outcomes are predetermined, so to gamble on them is hilarious. But a couple other facts about him. I mean, first of all, he was there by himself. Solo. Second of all, we don't need to name any numbers, but he was talking about like how expensive his seat was. And twelve hundred dollars. Why did you have to n- drop numbers? Because that's what that guy paid for his seat. I know we don't have to do numbers anyway. So we paid half as much because you finagled your way finagled. into a gimmick. But, like, he was very upset that we paid half as much. And then he just sat there next to us also just doing drugs at WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple five-hour... En- I mean, to be fair, we had some PEDs, a few five-hour energies, some I mean, Red Bulls. Yeah, so we sh- let's get into PEDs because my mating experience was pretty wild. Well, we were there for eight hours. I mean, we it was a long show. Three to midnight. Well, there's so much yeah. to cover. Let's just end it with this guy, and then we'll go to PEDs by saying, this guy goes to us, yo, guys, I'm down, like, a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> He's like, what's the chances that Reigns loses? And we're like, main zero, zero hey, percent like, chance. Absolutely zero chance. Reigns is 100% beating Brock Lesnar in this main event. <laughs> Guaranteed. He's like, all right, cool. And we didn't even say to him, like, yo, d- listen, man, don't, that's what I think. Like, don't, you know, you, that thing where you're like, you, I think you can park there if you get towed. Don't, you know, don't blame it on me. Like, I, I, you know, no, we didn't do anything. We're just like, dude, you're a fucking moron. You think Lesnar's winning this? And then Lesnar gets the pin and we all look at this guy like, oh, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you bet like $500 on that, right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I'm always freaked by a guy like in great seats by himself. Yeah, like, of it's course, just, it's, it's maniacal. nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking. He's a complete maniac. Okay. But Doing honestly, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But a very colorful character. The road to WrestleMania is paved with colorful characters. Yeah, yeah. and also we, we paid way less for those tickets. Oh than no, that no, guy. we did not pay any money for these tickets. <laughs> right. I finagled the shit out way, of way, 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 way. This guy twelve hundred. Jesus. Anyway, we, 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 it was actually what we did. Heist of the Sedge. Now let's get into PEDs. I woke up this morning sick as a dog on Mania Day last night. We were out. I was like, guys, I gotta go home, which stinks. Like I look forward to this so much. And so I go, I'm in bed, I wake up this morning, I'm, I'm so sick. And so I was like, yo, 
I was just like on every medicine possible to get through mania. But I will say I felt like shit all day. But once I got into mania, the energy of mania just carried me through. It was like I wasn't even sick. For sure. I mean, it's the most special ruse of day of the year. Yeah. Uh, and so I was on a, a concoction of you were on Five Hour Energy, Zycam, Mucinex, a couple beers. Some <laughs> Dayquils, a couple beers. A Red Bull to start the day. And um, allergy Zyrtec. And and yet we judged this gambler next to us for doing a little bit of cocaine during <laughs> WrestleMania. How did you know he did coke? I didn't because I, uh, we, we watched We him. saw yeah, him we doing coke. Him take a bag out of his pocket. Oh, that's great. Okay, I, I, I wasn't privy to that. And I got to say something. By far cooler than anyone else sitting around us. Like, the, the other side were a bunch of dork kids. You know, this guy at least had a, a point of view. Absolutely. So let's talk about some a, a behavior I noticed at this show that I'm sure is common to a lot of mania slash wrestling events in general. Guys behind us, okay, um, they had a backup battery, and they were recording the entire show on their phones. So, like, I don't mean, like, a lot of moments. I mean, like, just start to finish, holding it up the whole time, watching the entire match through the whole show through the phone. What do you do with that video? I have no Who idea. Who wants a video that's worse quality than what you can get on the network? But also, calling it a backup battery is an understatement. I mean, these guys had a generator. <laughs> he he they, they had their phones plugged into it, and also, he then he took down, like, a side piece, and it had a full, like, wall plug. Like, you could plug an AC outlet into this thing. But guys, I mean, maybe maybe it's just worth your phone dying. Like, maybe yeah. just see what that experience is like. Like, just be here and use your eyeballs. And, and was that a father-son duo, by the way? Nah, no idea. I think those were just two best friends of different generations. Absolutely. It, you know what? It seemed like a uncomfortable internet meetup. Is no. there like you an older... You know what I think it was? I think it was, I think it was like... <laughs> I think it was they both live in like a singles condominium and they're just neighbors. This is a couple of bronies <laughs> from the, the web meeting up. Um, I will say that is there some kind of like black market for road 19 <laughs> videos out there? <laughs> there, <laughs> might, there might be. I like a video. I don't want it to be crystal clear. I want like a nice floor seat of road 19 the whole show. It's like they're worried that the WWE is like not gonna. The only reason I can think of is like someone like is like, yo, if WWE they doctor the sounds of these shows, like they 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 filter out Roman yeah, booze, and that's why I do. Well, no. I mean, there were some moments like we should we should go chronologically, but there were some moments where in my head I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to drown this out because the crowd was reacting a certain way that was probably unfavorable to the match in terms of the way they wanted to televise but it. It goes live, right? So they can't really do it. I don't think that's true. I think when you have the like, because when you're in the arena, there's no announcers, and I on television, as long as the announcers are there, it's it's a little hard to hear the crowd. So when you're in the arena, all you hear is the crowd. When you're on television, mostly what you hear is the announcers. So as long as the announcers are continuous, you know it's hard to hear what's happening with the crowd. Absolutely. Let's talk about venue. Superdome versus the great other facility we have been to. Yeah, tremendous yeah, yeah. facility. Yeah, that's the Matt McCarthy tremendous facility. Which he just told me the story of that. We we recorded an episode of Raised by TV this week uh, with John Gabris and Lauren Lafkin. This was me and Matt, and he told me the tremendous facility story, and it just made me die. This is Ric Flair. He was like, "Yeah, it's, it's like great to meet you." He goes, "Yeah, tremendous facility, something like that." Very funny, uh, but it is funny because uh, the Superdome. One, the main thing I would take away is going to these manias is that because it's indoors, they don't have to set up that whole teepee that they set up over the ring, which is such an obstruction of view. Well, last year, I mean, we had problemos extraordinaire in terms of view. 
And this year, like, first of all, just being indoor, it, d- it does the lighting justice all day. I, I don't know if you recall, but frequently outdoor main is like they, they have to kind of wait for takers entrance because it throws it off or if yeah. it enters during the day, it's a mess. So like when it's indoors, it's all very controlled. There's no view obstructions. All the pyro looks terrific. All the lighting looks terrific. And it just like it was very on point tonight. Also, it's like it's the right size. But but there is a but for me. The but for me is when it's outside, it feels like a real spectacle. It feels like really important. It feel like when we were even last year uh, in Florida, it did feel like you're like there. There is a thing of like, ooh, I'm outside watching wrestling in that disgusting. Yeah, arena. And that arena stinks, but it does feel a little bit like, oh, this is. There, there was a thing tonight where it was like, if that, all right, it didn't feel like a raw. It definitely felt like way bigger. But that was because that entrance did a lot of heavy lifting, and that's what I want to pivot into, which is... Wow. What an entrance. That was by far the most... I hope the TV did it justice. The WrestleMania entrance ramp, the, what do you call it? The Titantron. The, well, it's not called the Titantron anymore, but it... The, Beautiful. It, yeah. Beautiful. Like, I was staring at... That was probably, the, to be honest, it was like the highlight of Mania for it me. Was, it was, was breathtaking. Yeah, because every time someone enters, the, the screen... It, you could customize it more than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, well, there was kind of like there were these two eye areas, and then there was the hat that, like the it was kinda, little, it was the a little Mardi Gras, right? A jester cap that had. It, did you notice that it had like disco balls on each? Yeah, yes. kind of like a jingle bell. And uh, they would. The whole thing was a screen. My main comment was like, "Wow, they did this for one day." Like, I, I'm not sure what that costs. I would have to guess like that. Is a couple hundred thousand dollars like that screen, yeah, and then they just they throw it out tonight after, like, because that's like that is a custom piece for one day. Next year will be entirely different. Just like yeah, I was thinking, I was was. like, this costs a million dollars, right? This is a one million piece. It's probably a couple hundred thousand for that screen. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this is based on nothing. No, guess. No idea. There are people I know who I could ask. My brother actually is like pretty good with that stuff. He wouldn't know the price or whatever, but he would know like guys who are like, yeah, dude, you know, who work on shit like that. Yeah, the and- other thing about your brother is uh he's terrible at everything else. Like he's really good at knowing <laughs> how much a screen costs yeah. and then in terms of just being alive, he's atrocious. Absolutely. That's what we should be talking about <laughs> right now. So anyway, uh <laughs> if you guys, if you guys want to know anything about the Black family, they're horrible at being alive. Okay. <laughs> okay. This took a turn. Let's reel it in. <laughs> His family is just fine. You guys want to know anything about the Shabiros? We're all batshit crazy. Okay, so let's get back to wrestling here. Fine. Uh, not wrestling with demons. But I think uh <laughs> I think uh, uh well, re- speaking of wrestling with demons, yeah. we get into the opening bout of, of well, the Well, do you want to do pre-show real quick? Just bop, bop, bop? Yeah, I, I was thinking about other stuff we should cover about just the experience of the Superdome. Okay. Uh, the town of New Orleans, everything is pretty self-contained. I mean, what a town. It's, it's a really nice place to go to Mania. Like, if you're, if there's a couple years coming up, you're like, ah, which one should I go to? Like, I, I think this is a better experience than New York. Yeah, look, the thing about New Orleans is there's always something going on that's that's sinful and fun. There's a patina of filth over this entire city, but also it's beautiful. The weather is, you know, it's a little chilly, but it's way nicer than New York. And it's just, it's got so much history. There's the French Quarter. The buildings looks dope. There's great food. The restaurants here are absurd. We had jambalaya at the venue. Well, I think what you're trying to say is that this town has a gimmick. It has a like, hard gimmick. It's fun gimmick. that the town has a gimmick. It is I mean, a wrestler of a yeah, town. Big gimmick. But I have, I have one beef with the mania, which is 
like the city, the food is super interesting. Like you're eating these beignets and it's, I'm eating all kinds of seafood that I don't normally eat. But then when you go into the stadium and the only options are like the city's food. So like, you know, you, you go to grab a bite and it's like, uh, the jambalaya. Like I don't want to eat stadium jambalaya. You go there, we go there looking for food. We're we're looking for standard chicken fingers and french fries that you could get at every stadium. Yeah, they don't have that. Entire fucking world. I need shrimp pasta. They have shrimp pasta. (laughs) They have alligator po' boys. They've got a crawfish. They also have those those calzo. Yeah, yeah, the the crawfish empanada was mind blowing. And then they have a jambalaya, which is the safest thing to do. It's just a bowl of rice. Well, I will say, as a guy who struggles to order a menu, is a nice thing about New Orleans is that there's only one item that I can eat on every menu. It's like, everything's like, yeah, everything here is like insane. It's just like, uh, like a crawfish asshole. (laughs) They give a kiss. They go, hey, pick the seafood's eyeballs you want to eat. Every seafood, every seafood, they're like, you want squid eyes or do you want, uh, uh, just lobster eyes, or you want shrimp eyes, or it you was, want crawdad like eyes? This casual thing. It was like one of their items. They were four items. One of four items. Yeah. One of the four items is an alligator po' boy. <laughs> it's like, yo. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that is chunks of fried alligator on like a sandwich. No, but also, what was it? It was literally a calzone of crawdad. I, I don't remember what it was. It called. was like, there was no food to eat in the stadium. It was there was shrimp pasta. Uh, jambalaya or a crawdad right. calzone? So the, yeah, what? Yeah, of the venues, there was one stand that was just nachos. Line was so long. People right. were like, yeah. yo, let's get some nachos. Well, when, we first, when we first walked into the venue and we're walking down the steps to get to the floor, which was a really nice feeling, like just walking out to Mania, like yeah. walking in the doors before it starts and people are still filling in. Wonderful feeling. It's like all well, that's that's classic Shebs stuff where you're like, I just I feel so good about myself that I'm walking by all these people that are sitting behind me. Well, that feels really good, but also just walking into feeling the energy, like walking into the space and just being like doing a little bit of a walking meditation and just sort of being like, wow, I'm feeling the energy, I'm feeling the flow, I want to be here. But when we were walking in, I noticed that, like, every sixth person was jamming on nachos and cheese. And I'm like, why the fuck are all these people eating nachos? Turns out it's because the only other option was a crawdad calzone. Okay, <laughs> two. I have three points right now. Great. One, one about just the mania experience. Um, <laughs> are you uh, going to get to the second and third point? Is really I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm so tired. We're it's 20 like, minutes in, just for the exhausted. record, and we have not done recaps. Well, we did a okay, little bit, but we get to the point. We're recapping the, the Crawdad Calzone. To go into the venue, you obviously have to go through metal detector. Not not a shock. That happens at most manias. Um, one guy is going in through. This is like one of the things amazing. This guy's going through the metal detector. No, he had one friend though. <laughs> he had one friend. He's going through with maybe fifteen title belts. Yeah, every <laughs> single belt of all, like retired belts, new belts. Yeah, yeah. Universal title, the WWE Heavyweight Championship title. He had the Blue Intercontinental Championship. Yep. He had uh, uh new tag belts. <laughs> yeah, he had both colors. He had, I believe, he had an ECW belt. He had. <laughs> The old uh, double eagle, I mean, uh, the eagle world title belt. Uh, I'm a, whenever I see guys with one belt, let alone like 10 belts, I'm like, man, what a commitment to fandom to just carry these belts. Or, like, they're heavy, they're yeah. huge. What a exhausting. nuisance it must be. And by the way, everywhere. I've never seen a guy with a belt that's in shape. 
It's like, oh, I'm just going to carry around an extra 48 pounds, and, and I'm also just way out of shape. It's always it's fun annual because workout. It's fun because whenever you see somebody with a re- <laughs> Once replica a year belt, workout, <laughs> 50 pounds of belts. You see these guys with replica belts, and you know for certain that there's no way that they're a champion of anything. Like that belt is, is <laughs> just for show. That's a great place to leave that point. That's a Okay. Um, shit. Should we, should we talk no about memory any of the of other the two points. Oh, second yeah. point. Second point. Shout out to Jabroniac Justin Barnes, uh, who ordered a shirt, a, uh, a comedians of wrestling T-shirt during Mania. So Strong. on my phone, I get a, a, a notification of like, you know, someone bought a shirt or whatever, and uh, and uh, just shout out to that. It's a really fun feeling to be like, yo, someone bought the shirt, nice. and I'm at Mania. So that's awesome. You can pick up a T-shirt at slash comedians of wrestling. And, uh, yeah, I mean, also, that made me think, like, you know, when you, uh, if you buy a shirt or whatever, I know right away, so that's really dope. So if you want to show appreciation, that's a direct way for me to be like, you like what what we do here. All right. Um, I don't remember what the third point is. Obviously, I'm sure we'll come back I to me. I knew there was no chance you were getting to three. I, I got no really excited because it's just, there's just so much, oh, there's so much behavior going on yeah, there. Yeah. Um, any stands behavior that... That uh, it will come to me if I can give it a second. Do you want to give it a second? Or do you want to just let it let you remember it? No, nah, let's just go into the card. It's it's fine. Do you want to do pre-show <laughs> real quick? Through. Um, yeah, sure. So okay, Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Uh, Matt Hardy won. But but the the interesting thing was the appearance of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So this was one. All right. So okay. So Mania has obviously become a bit of a slog. Like, it's become very, very long. And the weird thing is that, like, for me, I love it because I'm there and I'm always like, when it's over, I'm bumped. I'm, I'm like, I, I know it's long enough where I'm okay with it ending. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're so juiced up on Zycam and everything else yeah, right now. Like, P- when you woke up this high. morning, you were not juiced for 14 hours of maintenance. Well, I you will like, say that after the kickoff show, after the cruiserweight match, I was like, "Yo, I'm tired," <laughs> and then we had like another five hours to go. But then once, well, fortunately, we brought five extra hours of energy with us per person. Oh yeah, berry flavored. So extra strength, which is which is I think six hours. Of, like, f- what's what's extra strength? Five hours of energy, five point five hours of energy. <laughs> yeah, no, is it still five hours? It's confusing. They <laughs> yeah. should just call it six hour energy. Well, you get six hours worth of energy crammed into five hours. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it, Yeah, okay. Anyway. So okay. So anyway, we uh so the kickoff show starts. It's the uh Andre the Giant Battle Royale. So the thing is with this show overall, just bringing this up makes me think it's like this show was the kickoff show was pretty hot the whole way through. The beginning of the entire show the first half of the Mania card was really hot. And then the second half of the Mania card, post-Rousey match, felt dead, a little dead in there. But I think that's just because it's too long. Like, I'm not I'm not sure it has... I, I literally am not sure it has anything to do with booking or the matches. I think the crowd just gets exhausted. Like, yeah. You run out of steam, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, you... Okay. So, anyway, this Andre the Giant... Uh, 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 Matt Hardy wins. Obviously, it was uh, most people's prediction for it because he just felt like the smart guy. There was no NXT guys, I believe, in this match. Uh, like, no no call-ups in there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt, that's the big thing. So I thought, to me, it's like, 
this was really fun, but why not? Bray's already been deleted. Why not have him already have his eyes like blacked out and become obsolete? Why right. just look like Bray Wyatt? And then also, if he comes out being deleted, what? It just seems like a good opportunity to make him look super powerful. And I believe he got like knocked. Who is he wrestling? Well, at? so first he, he eliminated somebody, and then I think Baron Corbin like hit him ew. with a, hit him with a move. Yeah, Baron Corbin like beat him up a little bit, and then Matt Hardy capitalized a- on it and threw Corbin out. They they they're always like slightly off with Bray. It's always like yeah, they, they like yeah they can't get it right. It's like they don't want to do what they need to do with him ever. They right. also suffer from the thing where they want to make everyone like look all right. So like they're giving you know. Corbin his moment like Bray has a second I just think sometimes like not everyone can just have a great moment like sometimes it's just somebody's moment and they never it's never just fully Bray's moment they never let him express himself to the maximum degree okay so here's the other thought about this is Matt Hardy broken Matt Hardy now acquired by WWE which we know last year we watched them wrestle at the Supercard of Honor the ROH show and now they made a vented with the Young Bucks some people might want to make the argument that's like, well, now they're just on the look at the delete the deletion gimmick, the broken gimmick is just on the pre-show of Mania, and I would like to counter argue and say that being on the kickoff show of Mania felt like a big deal. Yeah, like that match felt big. Well, it felt still like, like to be 60, honest, sixty thousand people. In it's there. eighty thousand people in there. It felt like a bigger deal than last year's ROH show. I mean, last year's ROH show. Was sorry, it? Marks. I'm sorry, uh, the Sparky fans who will who will hate me for that. But like, yeah, you gotta understand it. Like, this is, this is a, it, there's levels, of, way there's bigger degrees of importance and spectacle going on. Just to put it in perspective, you walk into the Superdome, aka the Silverdome. There's seventy eight thousand people there. Most of those seats are filled for the pre-show. It is enormous. When you walked into the ROH Supercard of Honor, you're in a fucking venue in the middle of nowhere. It's not even solely a wrestling show going on. ROH is going on. There's also like some fraternity having a date yeah, there party was like there. A fraternity and then there party. was like an ice skating conference in the other leg of the of the convention hall. Like it wasn't even devoted. The building wasn't even devoted to ROH. Like it was a multi-purpose arena being used for multi-purposes. Which absolutely, is, it, it takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah, and it's. And I understand that they can't. I understand that the 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 venues are like pretty booked or whatever. Have and, more money, ROH. Yeah, and I understand they can't compete with WWE. But it's like we fly down here. We're here in this city for a spectacle, and it's like well, going into a, uh, something like the Smoothie King or American Airlines, like going into a basketball arena. Just it just it feels more serious, you know. For That's it feels bigger, um, especially because I live in L.A. where I can go to these PWG shows or these New Japan shows. Uh, so it's like come here for it. I feel like it's a little off, and uh, yeah, because I'm a man of theater. I love theater. Okay. <laughs> well, there's something weird about wrestling, which is. Like, the night before, you could see people wrestling in front of 300. Like, when we saw the Hardys, it's in front of such a smaller room. You go to PWG, it's a couple hundred people. And the next night, they're in front of 90,000 people. And so there's there's something off. Like, obviously, some of these guys can make more money wrestling in front of much, much smaller houses. But it still feels like a waste, in t- particularly in terms of your bump card. Like... Uh, there's a couple of people wrestling on the indies where I'm like, man, like you guys are gonna, you're gonna basically end your career at like 40 years old, 45 years old, uh, in front of rooms of 300 people and never, never get a taste of what we saw tonight. And, and like the, the full house was maybe, 
uh, 80,000 people, something like that. But even on the pre-show where it wasn't full, but it's it's still like 50,000, 60,000 people. And you're in such a spectacular arena with this, where the setup is so next level. And I, I, it's just it's confusing to me that these guys trade dollars and trade health for what seems like the moment of a lifetime to just be in there once. I think the bigger issue is more like having control of your creative. Like that's the big thing is like signing up to WWE is a big deal. Uh, but also, it's like you lose. You just are just told what to do. Yeah, it's a big like, risk. You know what I mean? These guys are like, hey, we're going to book you in New Japan. They'll just be like, hey, here's your angle. But you work out your entire, the whole thing. But like, you here's, that's evolving your, a here's little? Here's the program. And then you... There's some of these guys that are coming in, and they seem to command. Like, previously, anyone that came in uh, seemed to be controlled by WWE. And now, people are coming in with their own name. They're coming in with maybe their own gimmick. And I just I wonder if that's evolving a little bit where these guys are able to command a little more creative control when they come in the door because they have, you know, higher status. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, Is it, right. I, I think it's a longer discussion that could derail us. But I, I think, yeah, totally. I, let, let's let's move it. <laughs> let's move, move it down. The, let's move let's the ball get into the, the card. Just so because Matt, we'll do Matt this Hardy forever. Won Cedric Alexander defeated Mustafa Ali. I didn't care about this at all. I mean, it's not a bad match, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it was the match was fun. The, I I always I think having the the cruiserweight a cruiserweight match on the kickoff show seems to be a now it's kind of like a tradition. It's entertaining, and uh, it seems like a good uh, good spot. One for thing, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Ali entrance mask, fantastic was, entrance attire. It, yeah, it was almost like I wish Rollins wore it. Tremendous it like facility. He he had a very Rollinsy vibe. It was high tech Bane. Yeah, it was very, very cool. And very he had the glove. I don't. I yeah. couldn't see the glo- like what exactly was happening with the glove from the seat. But I, I'd love to watch that on TV because it's something yeah. that was interesting. What's happening with the those glove. guys had some serious spots in that match too. They looked super dangerous. Didn't yeah. expect Cedric to go over though. Just saying that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on paper, he's the one who would because he was. I don't know. Also, Musav Ali looks like a member of the Shabiro family. He Absolutely. looks like a skinny member of the Shabiro family. That was really fun. Then we had to do the women's battle royal. Then we had the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, formerly known as the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royale, but that got negged quickly. Yeah. Uh, um, Naomi wins this. Uh, the last one she eliminates is Bailey, who has a little Bailey versus Sasha face off, which was nice. Yeah, I but I did feel like the Bailey Sasha face off. I mean, they purposely didn't want it to come to a head because it's going to continue. Right. And they're going to let it be a match on Mania. Maybe they work the belt into it. Uh, not Mania. I'm like, as whatever. What's after this? Revengeance? Whatever paper is the next? Know. Payback? Backlash. Whatever is next? Uh, uh, um, yeah. So it feels like they were like, let's not blow this out. Let's keep it going, which I think is like smart. Was a smart thing to do, uh, but uh, yeah, Naomi won out of nowhere. I've, I've said it a million times. Not a fan of the glow gimmick. Yeah, but I, th- I think she moves merch. That that feels to me like why she won. Yeah, I saw a lot of merch in there, a lot of cosplay. Like, fine, cool. Well, when you start saying about a wrestler, they move merch. It's not a good sign. That's what people say about Roman. Like, they're always like Roman. He moves merch. Yeah, but he does move merch. Like, you see a ton of people wearing Roman merch. I see a lot of people wearing Naomi merch. I think I think you're a little hard on. Naomi. Naomi for her athletic abilities and uh, like she's very like you're like you're like an old guy for Naomi she's like she's like an EDM gimmick you know like she's she's what she should be for now yeah yeah, yeah. she's more of like a bludgeon brother like it's more like a yo I glow so kids are like I like things that glow 
Um, Which yeah. makes sense. Like, that's not that weird. It's no, absolutely. As simple as that. Okay, so Mania kicks off. Mania proper. Okay, so Pyro was back. Which big is time, great. In a big way. I mean, do we want to go? Do we? Do you think going in order is good? I or? think going in order is the way okay, to cool. attack so, this. Okay, cool. So here's what I'll say. I just wanted to say one thing about, yeah. like, the Mania experience. Uh, a lot of the time, like, Mania has a lot of pomp and circumstance. There's uh, hosts. There's this. Like, sometimes Hogan comes out at the beginning or The Rock is there. Like, this was just m- matches. Like, yeah. there, there wasn't a lot of that. And they didn't do, uh, what did they not, the Star Spangled Banner they didn't do? They didn't I, thought, do I the... thought that was very strange. Yeah. But they, matches. They, but they couldn't do the flyover, which is always the jet. That's the thing about being outside, the jet flyover, mm-hmm. which they did last year. Um, I think they've done it every year that it's outside. Uh, it does that is like that shit is so loud in person when the airplanes fly by, like the F fifteen. I want to call. I mean, if you think big trucks, we gotta be an F eighteen by now. But um, it's probably F nineteen. Absolutely, it's two thousand eighteen. Uh, they're actually F-19. they're actually just known as F fives. Oh yeah, they're F fives. Yeah, they're F fives. Um, so yeah, uh, so it didn't have the Star Spangled Banner. Banner show. The Star Spangled Banner instead, I believe, was uh, Seth Rollins' music. Yes. <laughs> and so Seth entered, and the house went nuts for Seth when he entered. He went for the uh, Game of Thrones uh, gimmick of the the Night, I, King. the Night King, where and he had the the uh, and. The crystal blue eyes in, and he had the uh, you know the face of the Night King, and He's just so it, it was great. Uh, this was maybe perhaps the handsomest showdown for the Intercontinental Championship that will ever be. Three face guys in one ring at the, the same three, time. My three favorite looking wrestlers. Um, so let's get into Miz's outfit on his entrance because this is something I always talk about. I think that Miz's look has been off lately mm-hmm. since in the start of uh, 2018. I thought in 2017 he had that great Hitler thing going with the Hitler hair, and uh, I really, really tapped into the uh, hit a nice the Aryan the thing going. Thing, yeah. Well, he has he still has this one thing that's still off. Like he got the outfit right, he got the glasses right, but his haircut is still like I I just feel like spiky hair in 2018 is not. On point to me. He's like, back to his like real world hair, but I think he cut it for a movie. That's you know what they say. Yeah, he what movie? Though? What what like D level? Oh, movie? the Marine Eight, the real world, the movie. He's, I mean, he's an A lister. Telling the backstory. Yeah, he's an A lister, so respect that. But uh, but he wore the tiny glasses, which is the thing I was saying. I was yeah. like, he wears these big out of style like Jersey Shore Carrera like glasses that I, I think a bit off even though I know they're probably super expensive glasses and whatnot. And I also think he's got to retire the Prada shoe boots. I think he like should find I don't know. That, that's kind of like a cool Yeah, idea. it's tough to turn your back on Prada boots, man. He could he could go like Balenciaga. That's point. what I'm saying. Have, have, you, ever, be, have right. you ever worn Yeezys? Prada boots? He could do like Yeezys. What would the could you do they have a tell? Is the bottom red or something? Balenciagas? Yeah. yeah I, they have like a chunky soul. I mean, don't out me as a guy who knows about Balenciaga. I think we shit. all have a chunky soul. We just binged on Taco Bell. Absolutely. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> anyway. My soul is so chunky right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I thought Miz, he looked great in his entrance. Uh, called off the Miz Taraj. He's going to do it himself. Last gentleman, though. I do. I just, I think Miz needs to lean hard into cheating. Like, I just, uh, you know, that's my thing with Miz. Like, I really wish that, like, he has brass knocks in the shorts. Like, I really, I really want him to cheat harder. But uh, I thought he looked awesome to enter. He looked like a steampunk samurai fashionable man. I don't know. It just looked cool. Um, And he was, like, screaming. It was great. Then let's talk about the main entrance, Finn Balor. So, Finn Balor, they've been teasing this rainbow shirt for a little bit. The... 
really good, like just objectively a good looking shirt. Yeah, I think I, I picked that up. I think I like that shirt a lot. Um, I'm not a big Finn Mark, uh, but uh, you know I like Finn. But I'm just saying, not one of my guys, like Shebs always says. Uh, but he's heavy on handsomeness, light on charisma. He's heavy on dropkick centric moves, and he's also heavy on being the most gorgeous man in the WWE. Sure. Well, but light on I, Chris. I think charisma is something we should talk about right now just because I would like to define charisma. Okay. Like, how do you, Shebs, like, how do you see, when you see charisma... Well, as a charismatic man, I'd like to yeah. think of... No, uh, charisma, it's... It's how you can connect with a crowd. Can you move them? Like, how much do you move the crowd with your with your uh, intangibles? It's not, it's yeah, not necessarily your move set. Right. It's not necessarily your look. It's not even necessarily your mic skills because some guys can have can be charismatic while sucking on the mic. I think Daniel Bryan has a certain charisma, and I think his promos are dog shit. You know, Shinsei Nakamura. People claim he has charisma. They're clearly not talking about his mic skills, you know? Right. It's just the way you move, the way you are. It's your fucking mojo. It's your swagger. It's your essence. Right, because, that, like, what you just said is, like, I think charisma, in my mind, is, like, I would say Finn has charisma. He does have some charisma, but, but he doesn't and it's all in the baby fire. blues. Like, he's missing, like, a, a fire to me. Like, right. he's missing, like, a little bit of, like, performance anger or something. Right, well, he certainly doesn't have the mic skills. Right. Right, but the charisma—if that's a little bit of a separate thing—I think he has better charisma than Mike skills. I think a lot of it is he has great expressive <laughs> eyes and his face, but he is lacking a little bit of that flame. Well, he has the fire. first part of charisma, which is like when he walks into a room, you want to look at him. Like, right? He, he magnetizes you right. to where you're like your eyes are on him, and then when you're looking at him. You're like, okay, so what's he gonna do now? And mm. then he doesn't do a thing. Now. Yeah, like he gets the eyeballs on him, and then he doesn't uh, use it for anything. Because like, like right. to me, Reigns has no charisma. Z uh, like, zero charisma. Well, no, zero. he has the he has the Finn part. Like when he walks into a room, everyone's looking at him, and well, then people are like, "Oh, here's the microphone," and then he does nothing with I it. I think there's one. No, I there's actually a, there's a no. nuance. I disagree. I think Reigns has the look. Down yeah, that's perfectly. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, Finn, Finn's not just the something. look. Finn's not just the look. He has a great look, but he also has a little bit of a charisma. He's a, you're 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 drawn to him. He has a little bit of it's more. But you're just saying magnetism. that because you like Finn's gear better than Reigns. It's part of it. It's part of it is like your swagger. Reigns has a shitty swagger. The way Arlen's sitting is distracting me. Sure. <laughs> is that necessary? Yeah, well, let's pull back the curtain. Can we get a picture of this for the pod? Yeah, see the fourth wall. You, got, you guys, I, I got to post a picture. Like, Sometimes. I talk about something you can't see, but Arlen is straddled between <laughs> between two beds. Sometimes not, gotta... He didn't do this for a picture. No. This is organically the way he felt would be the most comfortable way to record this podcast. Well, sometimes you got a podcast in a sultry routine. You know, I mean, uh, listen, I got the first part of the career. Like, when I walk into a room, everybody wants to just look at me. Uh, sounds also, like the, that sounds like the lyrics to a Paris Hilton song. Sure, babe. By the way, that Paris Hilton song, I said, who did I want that to be their entrance music? Someone, I mm. literally said that. I literally yeah, yeah, said yeah, yeah. that. Who was I talking Alexa about? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Because I said her music could do some work. I like her music. I could, you could use I like it, too. But she's just, she calls herself, like, the goddess. Yeah. Her song does not, like, she's... More, she's bigger. She's more big time than her music. Her music feels like starter music. I have a right. question for the Cal Universe. Like I liked Corbin's song before yeah. this, and then he got a major upgrade. His new song, even though it sounds like "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," is right. still a great. It's a. It's way better. I can say not one kind word about Baron Corbin. Orton's new song. We loved Orton's other song. When his the, the I hear voices is a better song. Well, my uh, line sure. about Corbin yeah. is he. Uh, 
He has a haircut that only blind guys have. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> him Stevie, and Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and the Crip Keeper. If you can, if you can see. True. If you can see a mirror and you have that haircut, how dare you? Yeah. How uh, dare you? So I believe we we're talking about Finn Balor's entrance. We were uh, talking about his charisma. So his entrance for everybody. Yeah. So they tease this shirt that like he he was posting online, and it's like an LGBT. There's more than the shirt. LBTBQ uh, rainbow thing. And then he came out and said, for everyone. And it had a bunch of, uh, I, I guess, a bunch of diverse people. I mean, some of them were probably him. LGBTQ community members. But you can't tell just from looking at someone. Okay, you can't tell. So there's a lot of questions here. First thing is, like, WB likes to pull from popular culture. Certainly. And if you remember in the Oscars... They had the this, Oscars? The, Oscar? At the Oscars, they had... I wasn't ready for the Oscars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> oh, that's why Chefs didn't show up because he, 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 he wasn't he ready didn't watch for Nobody Oscars. was ready for the Oscars in my household. <laughs> he didn't watch it. He didn't watch <laughs> Gotta it. Gotta say, love that joke. <laughs> I really do. He didn't watch I it. That was no, great. One, I, no one in the Shapiro family watched the Oscars. Yeah. Um, no one was ready for them. But... Um, <laughs> But so they did a, a song from the greatest showman alive, or whatever that PT Barnum piece of crap, and they did a song, and it was like, oh, we're all different, you know, whatever. And so th- I felt like they were pulling from this directly. But also, the question is, two questions to you guys: Do you think Finn is a member of the LGBTQ community? And then two: Do you think that the Golden Lovers have anything to do with them jumping on this out seemingly out of nowhere? Well, I think that the the second part is an important point because obviously, like the Golden Lovers, like anytime there's the hottest thing in wrestling and it's not in WWE, they either try to steal it. We've we've seen that repeatedly. Right, the deletion. Uh, right, uh, like uh, over and over, they'll they'll try to rob it and they'll do like sort of they'll shortchange it and do like the WWE, you know, watered down version. It certainly seems like Golden Lovers have had something to do with this. But, but more importantly, like, directly to answer your question, is Finn a member of the LGBTQ community? Uh, obviously, like, and that doesn't mean, I, I'm not making any judgment about what he is or isn't. I'm just saying clearly he's a member of the community. Like, he's consistently represented that community. He clearly, like, he came out tonight and it said for everyone, and he's clearly representing that he's open-minded Right, about, but you don't think he's necessarily, uh, like, a, I'm not a, sure a gay really, or like, bisexual I don't think that's the point. Man. I think the point is he's like, uh, I'm going to be a wrestler, which is traditionally like some kind of a hyper masculine machismo kind of thing. And he's saying, I'm going to break that stereotype and I'm going to go, this is for everyone. And I I do think there's a risk in that coming out there. And the risk is that it gets perceived as a gimmick. Right, but it, but right? I think it feels genuine. So I'm not sure it really matters. I, I guess my my point here is I don't think it matters what he is or isn't. He's right. owning it in a way that feels authentic, and I think it it's works. It's almost like a political statement, right? It's almost like there's something to it where it's like it's very bold. Well, Finn, you have to understand. I loved it. I want to say I loved it. When he came out, I was like – because to me – it also looked great, like his. his I, but it also looks awesome. What Finn stands for, because for a while he standed, he stood for um, the guy who was cool in Japan, right? Like, and a guy who has a lot of potential, like you know. And I think it's just like he needs to find his own voice in WWE. And if it's like, hey, maybe it's a guy who's like, I'm a tolerant person, and that's his authentically who he is. Well, then that's probably gonna be more of something that will read in WB than being like a guy who like I'm a guy who like 
pretends to shoot guns, you know? Yeah. Like, like you know, it's probably, he doesn't seem like, I'm shocked he's the leader of the Bullet Club. Like, the when founder, he came into WWE, yeah. I was like, oh, it makes sense over there when it was like, all right, it's all about the pageantry. They barely speak on the microphone. When you come over here, you have to connect with a crowd in a real way. And he does not seem like a guy who shoots guns. Right. He does not seem like a guy who's like a heel killer. He right. seems like a genuinely, like, good, nice dude. dude. Sweetheart. And this feels like a nice zone for him. Yeah, totally. Um, one thing I also want to say is that he kind of fits really nicely with this whole aesthetic of being like not a liberal darling or like an anti-Trump figure, but he's also an immigrant, right? So there's that layer of it too. Like I think he could be a real beacon for like the progressive causes in this right, country. Right, he's not an American citizen. He probably not. I think he's a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, think in he's more a ways than one. But. Uh, <laughs> Some people say I'm a what's the, what's the Beatles. You may part? say that Space I'm a cowboy. No, it's a well, I say right? that I called out how all, the way Arlen was sitting made me uncomfortable, yeah. and he didn't shift at nope, all. Nope. And then instead, Shebs just got in on it. <laughs> <laughs> Shebs <is> going. <laughs> and now I'm gonna post how Shebs is sitting. <laughs> I'm posting like a firefighter calendar. <laughs> I just the the one uh, thing I want to say about the this, first match. I, yeah, I know. I'm posting like I'm sitting on top of a piano about to sing some cabaret. Hang songs. on, I want to say something about the Finn gimmick, which <laughs> is I give him credit because I, I think there's a big risk. I mean, it, I, you know, in hindsight, like okay, it worked and everyone, yeah, great. But I think you know, coming out with a with a rainbow T-shirt and you know this whole like inclusive gimmick. Uh, you know, I, you don't know how WWE fans react to stuff like that, and I do. I credit him for taking the risk, and I think he's moving the culture forward in a way that. Yeah, I mean, this is a crowd that pops and useful. hard. If you say the word "bitch," they pop like yeah. so hard for it, mega hard. You know what I mean? Like, they're, so do I. They're, I'm into it. <laughs> well, I, I, I get it. Well, it's you're a great, in the swamp. It's a great exclamation point. I'm not in the swamp. Yeah, you're like, a swamper. I, I, I'm it not does a top like you know culturally whatever you want to say as a as like a writer and comic like you see how it does like put a nice exclamation point at the end of your point when you're cutting a promo it's like here's the end yeah. <laughs> you know and it's a last dig so you see that the the uh, structure of that you know so I get that but I'm just saying it's like you know uh, whatever there's stuff that gets over but I will say remember earlier this year well actually uh, uh, uh they uh, Jinder did some racist stuff to Shinsuke that the crowd did not dig in a place that was they turned on him surprising. They turned on him. Um, Jinder hold their lead up to SummerSlam. He was like, uh, I don't know, was he? He said like, he said something that was like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to get it wrong. And then, like, <laughs> you know, what your imagination. I'll to just come say up with generally, about his like eyes or something, right? Like something really bad. No, but I think I think the popular culture view of the WWE universe is that they're like a bunch of racist people, and that WWE is kind of uh, like small minded or something. Right. And I think it's not true, but right. Yeah. So when you're actually when you attend and when you see what's going on, you're kind of like, actually, I mean, I think this crowd's a lot more progressive than uh, it gets credit for. And I actually had one of our listeners who I think at one point uh, he uh, got a, a little upset with our point of view because we did like paint the middle of the country like a bunch of like you know like with a with like a stereotypical brush of like, all right, it's uh, people have this view. Uh, these have Trumpian views or whatever. But um, if you look, you know, it, it's not true. <laughs> it's just not true. Like, uh, you know. All right. I don't want to get gerrymandering, but right. it certainly didn't help. So, uh, so Seth uh, Rollins, wins, Seth this Rollins match. wins the IC belt. So how do you guys feel about him being in the IC zone? 
Uh, look, I think it's great just to put a belt on him. I didn't expect him to win. I thought he was above the IC level. I thought he was going to start. I mean, I thought Roman Reigns was going to be Brock, and then immediately would just go into a, you know, we could open the door to a Seth Rollins-Roman Reigns program or something like that. I was obviously dead wrong. But Rollins having the IC belt is, is awesome. I mean, it's a very prestigious title. Rollins is a very prestigious man, and this could open up the gates to a Shield three-way for the IC belt. This could open up the gates to uh Miz rematch or just a feuding with Finn for the IC belt there's a lot going on here that I think feels really good there's so much talent that deserves recognition and gold and Seth Rollins is definitely one of those guys so I like seeing something around his waist absolutely Seth Rollins I mean it's just uh, it, the only thing it's hard to take for me is it's just like I'm just waiting Seth Rollins just feels like a main event guy right and it's just he keeps being locked into the mid card constantly I know but uh, it's kind but of if a Brock's weird retaining then like I guess the IC belt is the belt right, right. it's just yeah. a weird point to me because I feel like he's been doing stuff that is so far below him to be like oh yeah. this isn't good enough because it's not like main event picture I think that's kind of unfair because Anytime he's got a belt, like to me, he's like that. Then he's in the right zone. Like, yeah, I Rollins mean, should always be in some kind of a belt picture. And I think this is a great step forward, given where he was. He had some bad luck this year, and I called that he was going to win. I'm happy to see him win. He should always be in the middle of the ring, waving a belt around his head, swinging 60 degrees. So like Seth Rollins had a pretty bad year, but had an um, had an amazing post Jason Jordan injury run. From the gauntlet match on, he had, like, incredible rolls. And keep in mind, on Monday, he beat Balor clean and then still won the IC belt Huge. on on, uh, on, on Also, his abs Just shows had a great year. Did. Like, he, he after he injury, his, his abdominal situation wasn't where I wanted it to be. And over the last 365 days, I feel like his abs have taken a turn for the better. And it's it's not lost on me that his abs are now on point and they put a belt on him. So do we see the question is, do we see Miz tomorrow or does he take the Monroe Skies and head no, home? No, he's got to go he, hang, he, with he's hang with his baby. baby. I mean, he's got to hang with his baby. I think Miz is going to be out of, out of commission for a little bit. Um, okay, did I also you like wanna, my joke there? Yeah, it was great. I like okay. it. Good joke. <laughs> right. So it's I, a, I didn't like it. We're, I okay. didn't like your <laughs> joke. Because yeah. I really like that no one's ready for the hosters. Soft, baby. S-A-W-F-T. I thought the Monroe Sky joke was pretty slick. We are almost an hour deep into All right, what's the match, too? We have, we have ten more matches to go. I well, don't worry. The second half of the card, there's not much to say. That's yeah, well, true. Keep it moving. I'm the one who's supposed to keep it moving. It's not my show. You're in front of the computer. All right. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeats Asuka by submission. This shocked the whole arena. Like, yeah. everyone was positive. I mean, everyone... Everyone was ready for Oscar to win. No, uh, nobody was ready for Oscar to lose. I just think the math was Charlotte drops a belt, shows up, and goes to Raw. Right? Right. That was the math. And I just think one thing I will say is that when you saw Charlotte's entrance tonight, Oof. it did feel like no chance she's losing. Yeah, you're like, you're like wow. This Her is... entrance was probably the entrance of the night for probably. me. Probably. Even over Shinsuke for me personally. She did it, and she did it with flair. But also, no, she... take, take her entrance. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was strong. Trouble. But also, Charlotte uh, pulled a move that I've ne- like, as a as a guy who is in the Namaste zone and does some regular yoga. I was like, this move is impossible. She she did a wheel with one hand on the ground and like both legs wrapped around Oscar. So basically, all she had touching the canvas was one hand. Yeah, and I'm like, this is insane. This woman is so. Gifted, yeah. she's she it, certainly you can make an argument that she's the best wrestler. Like 
all around on the card because AJ, listen, uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't have a lot of stick skills. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. not a stick man. Neither is Charlotte. I, but she's, she's better than AJ. Probably, well, I'd say I'd rank them all around similar. package. All around Did package. You guys feel I don't know. Like, all right, so this match was pretty fun. I actually, I really those enjoyed those this match. match. Live. The um, one thing uh, at the end when Oscar was like, uh, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. That's what I'm I was like, bringing up. I don't Did that deserve I, mic time? I, See, I think that. this match really suffered from a lack of build. Like, this match really was like, yeah, that was a cool match, but the fact that they gave Oscar mic time after it to like have it have time. Have a, it was like four seconds. Keep her face, uh, uh, you know, going. Uh, like, I was like, yo, I don't really... This was just a match. These guys, there's no relationship between the two of them, so... But it was a great match. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was like... It was uh, my, my comment was like, this is a match that rivals any on the card. Could have been higher up the card. Like, it's great. It was very yeah. entertaining. Well, I think we all agree that the first half of the card was stronger because matches like this that maybe weren't the best match of the night were still very solid, very serviceable, very enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely it was it was booked like I mean we'll get into it obviously but it was booked a little lopsided like yeah there was I, a I, lot I can't wait to watch heavy. that Charlotte intro back are we going to get into it or are we going to move on no let's We're move gonna, on let's go. okay then we had the four way the fightful four way uh, for the U S title Jinder Mahal oh. uh, defeats Randy Orton Bobby Roode and Rusev an absolute snooze fest I mean I I, I think that like. I went to go piss during this, and, like, no one was into this. Am I right? Yeah. No the one, only interesting thing about this whole match... Kinder's physique? No, is that Aiden English finally took the plunge and shaved his head. But he did it wrong. Instead of keeping wrong. those wisps around. What He's, about the fact that he rapped? Yes, yeah, so they, they may have stolen that from so the podcast. So, again, on this podcast, we always say about that, like... It's always a running thing. It's more of Newman's thing, saying that he thinks WWE listens to the pod and takes my ideas. Um, and I'm, I said, like all work, comedy work I do is volunteer, and so I'm fine with it. But I think, like, I had a whole thing. I was like, Aiden should come out, and he should rap. Yeah. He should rap before he sings, and he rapped. Yes. Well, it's very Hamilton, you know? But, uh, but I mean, yeah, I'm not necessarily thinking that, but it's just something worth of note. I did think that if Alexa Bliss had a taser, that was I'm back, look, we're back to the taser. If she Alexa You're had so the taser, hung up on this taser. I, I, I think it would have made the match better. We just talked about Aiden English's haircut, like he did the haircut wrong. Okay, what did he do wrong? He just, he oh, left. as a bald man, we should all respect. Yeah, I mean, it's, as a guy who you're just you're sitting like Tobias Funke. So what's wrong with that? Obviously, I'm I'm arousing you. I mean, it's late at night. We're recording the pod. I'm sitting in a very sensual position. Absolutely, of course. I'm for everyone. So anyway, keep going. Don't make me, you know, lean for up tilting. So main point. That's he, not comfortable. There's no way. There's no me. way you're comfortable. I, I mean, I've could. I've, uh, nobody is ready for Arlen. I um, got take another picture. You guys can see the evolution so, of this. Sin. So here's the main point: his he didn't tighten the sides up enough, so you could see like how little he has on the dome and and how much he has on the sides. And I, he just needed to even it out. I just wish he would have bicked. He needed to go. He needed to pick. He needed yeah, to that's go. A, get that's the, the main game. point. Well, yes, it seems like he uh, was. Uh, well, he wasn't ready for the bald man game. Uh, it sounds like he. he I, I mean, I, I think he had no choice. Like, right. you, know, you know, sometimes like, creative comes to you choice. right before the match and they say, "Hey, here's how it's going to happen. We're switching up the script." I would say that I thought his hair was great for the character. Yeah, I think it worked so much with it. <laughs> I think it was you great. Lighter? No, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm getting comfortable. Arlen, you're fucking out of control here. This guy's on a, a mania high. I it might be so. the PEDs. 
Um, so Jinder Mayhall uh, wins this. Jinder match, wins, which I called. I, I didn't get. I didn't. It wasn't my official prediction. I did choose Rusev Day, but I did say we were talking about it yesterday. I was like, Jinder Hall. Jinder is a really good pick. Can for you that. share? Can you can you share our commentary on his physique, which was kind of striking in person? He's a lot smaller uh, right Way, now. Like. Uh, seemingly still, still like looks tremendous, but he's he looks he's uh, like he looks like shrunken. eighty pounds smaller than when right. like last year's mania. If you go look at the Gronk Jinder Mahal uh, stare down, Jinder Mahal's like massive at that time, massive. What yeah. were you say, Chefs? I, I mean, it's he just stopped doing steroids and so he's shrinking. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, what's going on. I'm pretty sure he's still doing steroids. I think he just like is doing 70% of the steroids he was doing. Okay, so he's doing less steroids. Right. He, he's doing no steroids. That's why. He cycled off to be to get past the drug uh, yeah. test. Yeah. That guy needs steroids. Next time you see a quote-unquote injury of Jinder Mahal yeah. uh, <laughs> when he's not working for a little bit as a independent contractor, you'll see when he comes back juked up. It probably kills him to look in the mirror, <laughs> you know? Hmm. All right. Anyway, so Jinder won. Um, I just, it's just... I'm sorry, Randy Orton is WrestleMania poison. Like, the guy, I've seen him in a couple manias. He had one the one spot with Rollins, that RKO. And, his, and, and to be honest, the one spot he can do is the RKO, but he really can't get a Mania crowd going. It's just fact. Look, yeah, man, but I noticed I, something. The crowd popped for him big time. Yeah. Tonight. Like, they popped really hard when uh, his music hit. Yeah, so. the crowd popped for him, and I will say this: on this card, the low point was not Randy Orton. There was far bigger letdowns than Randy Orton. Being yeah. re- there was a way more WrestleMania poison that we'll get into later, and I don't think it's Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton is the easy guy to point a finger at. I just think he's consistent, solid. He's never going to be the best thing you're going to see all night, but he gets the job done, and he's got some high spots. Keep right, it moving, next baby. Match. Next match, and it is a doozy. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey defeat Triple H and Stephanie McMahon by submission, tearing the fucking house down. Okay, in terms of energy, pop, match of the night, um, just, yeah, that match went I, terrifically. You couldn't have asked for it to go better than it. The th- crowd was so into this. They loved Ronda. They it, loved and her. And so did I. It was very interesting because when it started, Dan, you and I were talking to each other, and we were kind of like, uh, something's a little off here. You know, like, uh, Ronda was clearly not uh, fully ready to wrestle in that kind of a moment, but I think that she has so m- she's so famous, and I think it was so thrilling to see someone of that caliber in a WWE ring, and also, like, t- to be fair to uh, Triple H and Stephanie, like, they're so... Uh, they're they're so wrestling like they're so terrific that I think they just brought the thunder and it was just like it's a moment you know like it was super cool. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> with the microphone? Yeah, that's not good for the audio. You sound I mean, like it's shit. It's good enough. Like I can't stress to you guys enough what Arlen is up to. He's moving like a weird cat when he's that is true. <laughs> he's like Who's using the microphone like a like, like a, a cat. Like, a, like, a, like he's batting it like that Will Ferrell sketch where he's like, hold my coals. And then he just Oh my God. All right, now he's planking between two beds in the hotel room. <laughs> well, you keep taking these pictures of me. You're encouraging this behavior. Well, look, this is what we wanted to post, to record post-mania, because if we record tomorrow morning, 
You lose it's a, a little bit of the energy. zest. We yeah, you lose the, the zest. We get too much good. I have I have 19 extra hours of energy in the tank, and and they're just showing up right Here's now the on the radio. There was a moment where I got real worried about it, where it felt like when Stephen Rousey first faced off, it felt like oh, you could see the Superdome from our window. It's a look silver at that. dome. Silver dome. Oh, this, you could see this. Look at the, the Mercedes Benz, Benz sign. Nice. Well, they had they had that sequence where like it was clearly like oh, this is Ronda's big moment to like show off she's a wrestler. Yeah, and, and it was like and it, it felt like she was a little sloppy, and Stephanie had to drive it, which is weird because she's the more veteran wrestler <laughs> sure. in the ring. Okay, um, she's the more veteran wrestler in the ring, so it, it was like Stephanie driving it, but story wise. Stephanie shouldn't even be able to touch Ronda right, Rousey. Right, so right. that's where I got a little nervous. But then after that moment, it picked up big time. I mean, it all went according to plan. It, it is just fun. The thing about Ronda Rousey, right, is that she did better, I think, than anyone would have thought she was going to do. I mean, there were some botches. There was some sloppiness. But she looked pretty good out there. And it's clear that she's, like, here to do this thing for real. Like, it, from that match, what I gained is, like, oh, she actually is going to do this. Like, she wants to do this, and she's going to, like, train hard. She she got the job done. Fact. She did it. And, she, and if, if it was binary, to go by Arlen's thing, if this was binary, it was a one. Look, it's it's a 100. This was, with you know, by all accounts, we all agree, this was the biggest crowd reaction to a match of the night. They went... They way more so nuts hot. for Ronda than they did for Daniel Bryan. They were which nuclear. Is shocking. Uh, two two quick person. remarks about this match. Uh, w- just one beef, one one negative thing, one positive thing. Negatively, I would say I didn't understand like how Stephanie could have any, like mount any offense against Ronda. Like what kayfabe wise, why Stephanie should be like she's like a business person. Like wh- why she's capable of doing well, anything offensively. She was getting in her head. That's what they were going for. She did yeah. a little bit of a. She did like a. She had like a Three Stooges routine. I know, going. but it, it, it didn't read for me. Uh, uh, the one thing I will say positively is like I've kind of had a bit of a beef with Ronda's, uh, like just her vibe, like her just her overall vibe in WWE. And I feel like I really liked her merch. I liked I liked what she was wearing. I, it made it, it was great. I mean, obviously she was a little uncomfortable. Oh, I think they need great. a little more material next time. Like I don't I don't know what was going on there, but uh, overall, like it was a good outfit. I feel like she looked like a wrestler. I felt like she did a lot of good. Like her facials were strong. She was like angry. Like she's done a little too much smiley face to me. A little too much kind of like smiling, waving at the crowd. Like yes, I'm famous. Yes, I'm Ronda Rousey. And I feel like when she was in the ring, she brought like a really good level of intensity. So overall, I just I, I it exceeded my expectations. Bottom line, so that was yeah. it was great for me. To me, I think totally. I think what you're saying is what I've been saying leading up this podcast, which is that this Ronda experiment will work. Mm-hmm. It's going to work. Preach she's, on, man. And tonight was a perfect example of that because you see that ultimately she's a high level athlete, and she was able to hold Triple H. Like pretty convincingly on her shoulders and that fireman's carry, like it looked tough. But that she was got, cool. She got it done, cool. and also the match was booked pretty well. Like where when I thought it was over, it wasn't over. Like a lot of false finishes that were believable and it ended in a predictable but satisfying way, which was the double tap. Also, which I don't necessary by the way. That double tap had to be the finish because. None of us had any fucking clue who the legal man was on either right, team right. at any point then, during I mean, this match. They, they were sort of keeping tr- – the refs were keeping track of it for the first three minutes of the match, and they're like, we don't give a fuck anymore. No, but the thing was, like, you can't have – inter like, the intergender component of a match is, like, you can't have a, a male wrestle. Yeah, but you never knew if the male or the female was the one who was the legal person in the ring. The tag stopped mattering. I, you're right. 
the one thing if I I'm say, right, let's just move I ju- on. I just want to give a little credit to Triple H, who like I, I think we could all like really kind of be on him for doing a lot of a lot of great things all across the board. But <clears throat> in that match in particular, I want to give him credit because I feel like he really built Ronda. Like he took a lot of stuff that. Uh, he took it in a really great way, and I think that uh, he definitely, in, like, and frankly, I credit did, to Stephanie, too, because she definitely built Ronda also. Like, they definitely helped. I definitely got nervous that Triple H was going to tap to Ronda's armbar, and I was like, I, I don't want that. I didn't no one want wants that. that. Everyone wanted to see and her so, on Stephanie. Absolutely. I was like, I just, I don't, Triple H is, you know, I mean, especially the way this guy looks, I mean, Triple H, I don't know how he's in charge of testing people because uh, it's, he looked extra special. You got to be a, he, yeah, he was, was so yoked. juiced up. He had the body. I remember he looked. That's not maybe, fair. Don't say he's juiced up. He just he was in great shape. I mean, it could have been anything. Could have yeah. been B twelve. Uh, who knows? Smoothies, kale, a lot of kale. Yeah, he might have protein. It's probably B twelve. Glutamine, L carnitine. You don't know. But he looked like it looked from our seats that Triple H was more jacked than ever in size. He looked tremendous, and sh- he was shredded like no mm-hmm. body fat. It was and 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 his, his, it was like he. I remember a couple years back him looking like a little saggy, like oh, right. but not in a bad way, like a guy of a man of his age. Mm-hmm. And like tonight, I don't know. Maybe nope. he got that sutured off or got some new skin grafts. I don't know. But from our seats, this guy looked like a million bucks. But also, no one on the card looked out of shape. Like everyone was. I mean, Finn I mean, it's wrestle. Tremendous. It's WrestleMania. You got to yeah, bring everyone it. Everyone had their their business ready. You know when you get ready for the summer, you get your beach body ready. These are mania bodies. The only one who wasn't ready was Asuka. Absolutely. Um, I did feel like Triple H's spots, like he has that like knee spot. He had a couple things yeah. where it's just like these things. I've been watching these for like twenty years, not pop anybody. Well, <laughs> you know tri- what I mean? Yeah, Triple H is not going to pop a crowd. He's got that spine buster, which is maybe like his one move where you're like, yeah, that's cool. It looks really impactful, but it's just like I would. I wish he. Would, I think he should change it up a little bit. <laughs> it's hard to I give mean, him the business for anything. Right, like he, he's basically the most important guy in the front. Like it's like. Uh, when Michael Jordan uh, basically was a front office guy, and then he would come on the court and play also. Like, Triple H is the most important guy in the front office and yeah. the most important guy, like, on the court. It's kind of crazy. I well, always respect that Cena throws in new moves every once in a while. Like, sure, he, yeah. Cena, like, goes out of his way to, like, mess around with the young guy. Like, you yeah. know, he, he had, remember he started doing that springboard stunner yeah. for a little bit? Like, remember him and Zayn had that, like, flippy-do spot, and then he started yeah. doing it in other matches, too? Like, the, uh, uh, like it was a sunset flip kind of of a thing. Yeah, I get to Zane. Canadian I love destroyer. Zane. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's move on. All right. Let's move on. Um, That's all I mean. Because I like Triple H. I'm saying it as a fan. So I mean, Triple H, great. If the Rousey great. match it was the high point of the whole card and brought the house down. Yeah. What match is that? That's the seventh match counting undercard. Then the eighth match really brought the house, uh, I guess, back up where no one gave a flying fuck about this match and marks the second half of the card officially starting. And then just not delivering as much as the first half of the card. And yeah. this match was the Bludgeon Brothers. Winning the belts from the Usos and the New Day. Yeah, I watched actually zero seconds. I of could this. not care. I less. went to the bathroom and I took my sweet ass time. I I had to get a water for a guy who I spilled his water. The guy who was recording the entire show. I had to go pick up a new water for him because I spilled it and again a bunch. And I I literally do I didn't watch any second of it. So was it good? So your review of the match was uh, it was annoying to have to get in a water for this guy. Didn't even care. As a matter of fact, when the New Day's music hit, we said too much I about didn't, the match already. I That's didn't even true. really. I didn't even care to watch them enter. No, but. I mean, I look. I immediately went to start texting on my phone 
and like get back to all the people who were texting me. I got hit in the head with a pancake thrown by Big E because I wasn't even looking. I could have caught that pancake, <laughs> but I just didn't even look up. I did get that pancake. You caught it in your mouth. No, I, I just bounced off my noggin. You could lie here. You could just I, say you caught it in your mouth. Okay, I, got I caught the pancake. it right in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. The pancake landed on the ground, and these guys behind me were like, oh, eat it. I'm like, eat it. I mean, have you seen the floor? And oh like, you God, guys are yeah. truly out of your gourd if you think I'm eating yeah, this I'm not thing. Eating this fucking just thing. threw it straight back. I yeah. mean, maybe if the rock threw it, I would eat it. But if, we, if, we were like in a fun, if we were in like a fun mode where it was like, oh, my God, he threw it, and it, I would probably pick it up and eat it for the goof. But I also um, don't want to out myself as a guy with too many neuroses, but like, even if it didn't land on the floor, I'd be like, how did they cook this? Was anyone, were they wearing gloves? Like, what was the preparation of it, these pancakes? Is it worth the calories? sanctioned yeah. kitchen? Absolutely. Are they gluten-free? Uh, one thing I will say that my favorite part of this match that I didn't watch was Xavier Woods on the, the trombone or trumpet playing the Tommy the Green Ranger call for the Dragon Zord. <laughs> the and I just think that was great. But did you also, when we were at Commander's Palace today and you were telling me about your... Uh, trumpet playing when you were a kid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, Dan Black, true or false? You. By the way, our second year in a row going to a jazz brunch pre mania. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a how tradition. we do it. Major tradition. We yeah. love jazz. True or false? You played the trumpet as a child for many years. I did. Yeah. True or false? You dropped the trumpet frequently. Absolutely. You know who was my partner? <laughs> my stand partner. My stand partner. It was, it was you Shep. and me. We were playing the trumpet together. And you know what else? The Third chair. We were I the went worst on a ones. whole chair explaining to you how beautiful a, a trumpet uh, the, the playing of the trumpet can be. I was like, if you saw a nice guy, like perfect lighting, it could be a woman too. It doesn't matter. Uh, 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 it's for everyone. This is the metaphor. Uh, and so you see someone playing the trumpet with a nice American flag flapping in the background. You can, it could be really nice. You're never craving the trumpet, but it is a beautiful instrument if played it, correctly. It's amazing how many venues you and Shabs have been collectively unsuccessful in over the years. <laughs> yep. And now we're just <laughs> adding podcasting to the list. Absolutely. All right. Uh, yeah, so Bludgeon Brothers have the belts now. A uh, big whoop. I, I hate these guys. I hate everything they do. Uh, all right, next, The Undertaker defeats John Cena in a squash, which can only be defined as a squash match. 100% a squash match. Um, no I, one I hated how they, uh, like, Cena in the, like, what? They unveiled Taker. Like with the all, whole scene, all again. it is a mess. I know. He's, we he's, have to just—it's just fun to bring I mean, up. To be he's fair, spitting ice cubes out of his mouth. Three oh three a.m. on Mania just, Day. We've he, officially hit twelve hours of wrestling you in, activity. You, you interrupted Shebs to make a point, and, <laughs> and you're spitting ice, ice cubes out of your mouth. Shot out of your mouth. It was a great point, though. Can okay? I'll, let me let me allow you to make a point. It was such a great point that it wasn't worth doing work with the ice cube. How do you feel about the way that that match opened in terms of Cena being like in the like like? It was just a regular match. He was just. Like, I think ready my to go. point was, let's see how they blew it. Then we saw how they blew it. Right. I mean, I think it was less than optimal. I just think that my expectations were very low, um, in a way that I appreciate because of their their social media presence last night. They're like, will he answer the call? We already established that the call was over. He was going as a fan. So the way to do it was just a gong, and then it's like, he's here. But they pulled this thing where, you know, Cena had to get ready, and I guess logistically. He left out the Elias part. Right, then they did give the swerve where the lights go dark, and then Elias popped up. I mean, I didn't need any of that. All I needed was for Cena to just be in the stands, maybe pop her in the middle of the ring to talk a little bit and have a gong hit and take her just Yeah, shows it wasn't up. really a great spot for Elias either, who's no. an actual legit talent. Uh, and I think it was like we most people were uh, predicting an Elias um, rock spot. 
Uh, I yeah. think that was, you know, and that's what I predicted because he'd be like, oh, a music guy, and it would be, put him over. But uh, I think that this was just like, all right, Elias comes out, he's a heel. They're like, oh, look at this guy. I mean, he's great. But it just felt it was like their thing was like, oh, well, maybe this, their logic's like, all right, this will be a tease. And they'll think maybe Undertaker's not coming because Elias showed up. Uh, it was pretty confusing to me. Like, especially uh, Cena. The whole thing was really confusing. It was like, oh, so they told him he's coming. So then Cena enters, right? All right. So Cena, Cena runs from the ramp. They Cena enters like he does his. He, he does like a full on. The time is up. You know, the time well, is down. But now. then he did the routine of like, the oh, oh, I guess, I guess Taker's not coming. So I'll just wrap it up. Like I was told, you know, he obviously got ready for the match because he was told Taker's coming. Right. And then he's in the ring waiting, and he's just like, well, I guess he's not showing up. So now I'm just gonna call it and like head back I'm like what i don't know it was super cheesy to so me. yeah well the i think the lead up to the match i liked like over the course of the last few weeks i think it would have worked had they pulled it off yeah i love it had they pulled it off tonight it would have all been worth it but in hindsight because they didn't pull it off tonight it just seemed like a kind of a, a dud i think that they didn't the- pull off the unveiling of taker and making that make sense but as soon as it, we were in Taker Town, like yeah. as soon as the yeah. gong hit, or as soon as we saw they put his gear in the middle of the ring, and then a lightning bolt struck it and it disappeared. Like as soon as any real Taker shit started happening, everyone, all of us, everyone that was fully on board, it was a it was a ten of ten. Right. It was great, and it that's was, what it was. The, the energy was like, all right, guys, you didn't nail this. Let's get it over with. Right, but not just let's get it over with. Like once that gong hit, let's just hit the gong. Is what let's I mean. do it. Yeah. And we're well, all on board. And this Taker. was definitely the second biggest moment of the card behind Rousey. I think it was Taker squash. Yeah, match. so Taker enters. And let me tell you about when, just to go back to how beautiful oh my the God. I was. still remember the fi- the way I feel the flames dance the lightning, on my face. It was like we were really close. Uh, and the lightning like went down, came up, the, the hat and gloves were in the ring. I don't ring. know how they pulled that off. I, I don't know how they because did it. Because Taker's a dark magician. Uh, and so the lightning hits the hat and gloves, and then Taker shows up and his entrance was beautiful. Of course. Beautiful. Like, there's these things, these Perfect. moments. I mean, to be honest, it was my... F- I haven't really been impressed with Taker's entrances in a while. Um, and I think he's just a man of the indoors. Uh, the, he, the, That's true. That's a great point. I mean, he definitely thrives in indoor mania setup. Yeah, it's really hard to overemphasize. Like, when those f- when those flames, like, l- go up... Lick your face. It just, it's, like, scary. You're like, we were, like, pretty far from those flames, and you feel a <laughs> lot of heat on your face. It's crazy. To the point where you're like, is this legal? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't know why they're allowed to shoot off fireworks and flame towers indoors in a stadium. Like, how is that allowed? <laughs> I, I know. Uh, Linda's in the cabinet. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. in the cab. That's true. This was illegal a couple years ago. Um, but but uh, so t- t- commentary on Taker. He looked Taker. amazing. Yes. He looked amazing. He, he dropped moved, a bunch of weight. He moved amazing. He moved like a little cat. So I feel like so he had extra follicles also. booking. Like, so that we have heard that Taker is in really good shape. He got the surgeries. But the rumors were best shape, not of his life, obviously, but like best shape he's been in in his older in life or whatever. Or and yeah, and he's he got a bunch of surgeries putting off, and so he looked. He had the full beard. He looked like classic Taker. He was in not 2008 shape, but at least 2009 shape, whatever something like definitely that. Definitely weighed a, a bunch less than last year. He was and definitely moving quicker, and yeah. he definitely had. Uh, more hair on his head as i said before uh for a for a guy who's basically bald he's got a ton of hair yeah so he, he had his hair back in a way that he looked like he looked like traditional taker not like uh he looked like the real taker as opposed yep. to like we've been dealing with like uh an older 
Undertaker for a while, and it was like, all right, you know what? And that's why I liked that he won. I liked that, like, look, we know Undertaker's not going to commit to retiring. He loves this this so much, and it's 15 minutes a year. Loves the biz. And we see he works out. We see he takes care of himself. We see he's still a draw. We all want to see him. So that's why I was like, have him come out, look strong, beat Cena, who's already lost every single big match of the year. We're riding a Cena losing train, and it's like, like I said, when Cena comes back, he's gonna. His goal is that 17th title win. So, and he's big, and he's big, John. Like you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter Cena lost. It, Undertaker winning matters a lot. If Taker lost. So it was just like him winning was great. The spot on the card was pretty good. I just still can't understand how the booking wasn't, hey, t- Cena's sitting there, the gong hits. Or even something that's just like, try like to call him out again. I, I probably would have been fine with that. In, it's like, it was... I mean, you're a hundred percent right. Like, right. Uh, they, uh, basically, the way to do it better was to do nothing, and they like it feels like they they did a bunch of extra chicanery for no reason. Absolutely, and also I just want to say, Taker's speed was like we've been watching Taker matches for the past couple of years. He's not he has not moved this fast in my recent memory. But he it's was, possible like that match was like three minutes. Possibly he just knew in his head he that it was like out. sprinted. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a yeah. sprint. Well, yeah. so it was a squash match on Cena, but it looked great. He took he, really no bumps. No, uh, he only took one. I think he, he took, took one. one. One good, one good bump. Yeah. Right. And like then, a like a five knuckle setup. Well, yeah, the setup of the five knuckle shuffle, which he then sat up real quick to get out of. But um he had a killer choke slam, got some major distance on that thing. His yeah. tombstone was looking on point. It was just a good showing for The Undertaker. Absolutely. Uh, and also, this sets up for a nice rematch. For sure. Um, we can move on, right? Yep. Absolutely. Next match, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon defeat KO and Sami Zayn. Yeah, so I thought it was odd that Daniel Bryan didn't come out last in this match, but they were like, oh, for time, let's just have Kevin Owens and Sami not enter, right? And so they beat up. It was just hard for us to see from our seats. Like, I also think it was wrong, wrong uh, spot on the card. Like Daniel Bryan, I think should have started deserved, the show. Right. That, so that was my actually uh, in the comedians of wrestling Facebook group. We had the poll. I predicted that this would start the show because I felt like Daniel Bryan would get a major pop, and uh, I just just felt like on the wrong spot on the card to me. And DB kind of, uh, I don't know. It just it. I think the the pop underwhelmed. True or false? Like, do you guys do you guys feel like you expected a I little think, more? I think it's exactly <laughs> what I expect from Daniel Bryan. Every time I see this guy, is he's over for being over. It doesn't seem sincere or earned. It seems like it's an overhyped piece oh, of shit. Classic, right. classic. And I don't Jeff care. Before. I don't care about him. I he's, don't care. And no shout. one else cares. We don't need to shout. You're opinions. shouting. These opinions do not represent the opinions of the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. Um, uh, although, you know, you're on the podcast. It's just a joke, but I'm saying you're entitled to not be into him. I'm a big Daniel Bryan, Mark. I'm wearing I, a Daniel I Bryan shirt. I don't like tag matches. I especially don't like hodgepodge tag matches. Look, I let him go. The spectacle of Triple H and Stephanie, that's cool. This one was like, let's slap some people together. Also, I didn't, it's just like, the whole Daniel Bryan Shane thing, they've been like feuding for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that was weird. They just patched it up really fast. It's just the whole thing was like it just it just it just did it was just like let's see Daniel Bryan. We saw him, he did his spots. It was definitely fun. It was definitely fun. People were tired already. They were already did, and, tired. And People Daniel Bryan didn't, didn't wrestle that much, but I do want to give KO and Sammy like a little credit. Like I, I thought they did a good job. I think Sammy's yeah. been 
doing really good work, like a little underrated in my opinion. Yeah, the yes kicks were really fun. It's just for me, what j- me personally, what didn't get me excited going into the match, what doesn't excite me now, is the fact that Daniel Bryan feels like a guy who shouldn't be on a tag, like who should be wrestling against the two of those guys. He's like, right? They should have made that a triple threat or something. Yeah, I don't and know. so it's fine you because he just Shane got into it. But yeah, it was definitely really fun. Shane, it's just Shane. It's I'm and Shane to me just brings it down. I'm just not into Shane. Well, just because. If he's going to wrestle, let's take the shirt off. Take, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Daniel off. Bryan, look, he was in great shape. you got to yeah. give this guy credit he for was staying in, great shape, in that shape. For sure. The guy, he, he, look, he, he just snapped right back into place. Well, he's doing it for Brogan, Regan, and Bregan. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, that's you're talking about Shane's <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, he's doing it for his kids. Bregan I was and talking Regan about and I said Daniel Bryan stays Shmigan? in shape. I mean, all those kids, like, what are their names? Uh, Roggen, Goggin, and Doggin? Yeah, Goggins, uh, Coggins, and Moggins. <laughs> yeah, David Goggins. One David of his Goggins and Bloggins. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, it's impressive that Daniel Bryan didn't know he was going to wrestle again and get stayed, he's maybe in better shape than he was in. First wrestler ever returned from brain damage. Yeah. He's the Magic Johnson of brain damage. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think we've covered enough on this match. Next, Nia Jax defeats Alexa Bliss. Oh, by the way, they gave us yes papers. We were in this chance, this section on the floor where they gave us yes pamphlets, and they gave it. No, to that's not what it was. It wasn't a pamphlet. It wasn't pamphlets. They were a little like piece of crap. Computer p- printer. Pa- yeah, it's uh, like, like computer paper. First off, listen. If you're gonna give those to us in the beginning of laminate the show, laminate them, bros. Put, laminate them. They were soaking. They were all on the floor, soaking wet. People were trying to pick them up, and they just break in half. All right. Anyway, go. What's the next? Uh, Nia Jax defeats Alexa Bliss, and a cash-in does not happen, much to the surprise of everyone. Yeah, no cash-in. Does Carmella, I guess she'll cash-in this week. She has, she has no For real sure, choice. before Wednesday. They're probably just trying to get hot, but do you think she cashes in on Tuesday? Because that would bum me out. All I can only say Chef is going to be there, not me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think she'll cash on one of these days. I think it's I think it's going to happen this week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Nia Jax, the new champion. This match... Uh, it's it, fine. Alexa Bliss can't wrestle, but everything else is great. Oh I mean, she God. definitely can wrestle. They had some fun moments in there. It's just really prevalent. The point I made about Alexa is that her moves don't make the mat noise. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here, they, whatever they do at Mania, they like they got a, like a serious sound system. It's, basically, they're wrestling on top of a drum with a massive microphone under it. That's the best way to put it. The ring is a drum. <laughs> it's the a drum. ring is it's a it's an echo drum. It's like a big fucking uh, drum, and like she, her some of her offense. Like if you don't get the drum noise, it's like confusing. You're like, oh, this is that looks like it hurts, but then you don't. You're used to hearing the big moves have a big sound, a slam sound. And it didn't happen. No, but so, she's too was light it? to move the match. She's the too mats. light, but she's great. I still, you know, obviously this is more my style preference. I wish Alexa was a little cheaty, more cheating. Uh, you know, I wanted a cattle prod. I didn't get it. Yeah, again that's with a, the cattle. That's all how right. I would have booked moving. it. I mean, it's fine. Nidrax won. It's fine. Like, it's, she's yeah, been Matt, sitting there waiting to win for a long she time. She definitely beat up Alexa in a pretty good way. I mean, I, it, it's interesting. I just thought it was interesting the route they went. They went like, let's have them actually wrestle each other. And they thought they had a pretty good match considering I just didn't even expect the fact that I figured if. Nia got her hands on Alexa. The match would be over in a second. Right. That's sure. right. I think, I think exactly. that's how that match should have been. It should have been Alexa avoiding Nia like the plague, doing anything in her power to get away from this woman. And then when Nia finally gets her, it just becomes a squash. Yeah. But the, the the drama and the storytelling should have been Alexa just 
running away being a chicken shit heel and we didn't really see that we saw them actually kind of engage a little bit absolutely uh nijax she was hugging it out with the rocks family her family she yep. was and, very uh, was she was emotionally moved it's clearly. very interesting to be like oh here's the cash in here's the we're all like she's gonna cash in because after the oscar charlotte match where it's like this is the only time to cash in and it just never happened but i kind of knew when you saw how moved naya was like she was she was, she was like, pretty emotional yeah, so you knew the cash in wasn't coming right she's not like most girls let's move on true uh, true true AJ Styles defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. How did we feel about this one? Sorry, a uh, dream match that turned into a nightmare. It was so. a dream match in the sense that I was a fucking sleep the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta tell you, I like that one also. Thank you. <laughs> I like that one also. <laughs> it was almost as good as that Noah's ready for the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, would, I wouldn't compliment Jebs too much. <laughs> for a guy who was half asleep. Yeah, I look, banging I'm, out I'm, these I'm, jokes. It's four in the morning. I'm, I'm <laughs> so tired. Uh, anyway, so um, what match is this? I'm now I'm getting AJ hilarious. Styles okay. or Shinsuke Nakamura. Right, what what what, but, what but, most smarks on the internet shouting and, okay, shouting? What most smarks on the internet were calling the most anticipated match of WrestleMania: a showstopper, an instant classic, and a dream match. This was by far the biggest letdown of the card, and maybe in WrestleMania history. <laughs> I mean, so. I don't, and well, I blame I'm going to have to watch this back. I blame Shinsuke. I'm going to have sure. to watch this back. I think with back. commentary, i got to put an asterisk on this and just be like, i got to watch oh, what, this what back. What do you got to put on it? Say, Hang on. An asterisk. Oh, asterisk. <laughs> do you know oh, what Rick Astley? Wait, wait. An Astley comma Rick? Do you know what it's called? An asterisk. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> You're missing a letter. I mean, there. try again. An asterisk. No, a I love, I love how hard you're owning it. Like you're like you, you, you just keep saying it louder. Asterisk. No, you're, mi- you're missing a letter. Wait, isn't it a Rick Astley? An asterisk? No, no. I'll give you a hint. It's asterisk. No, no. What letter would be missing from that? It's, I don't know. He has no I'm, idea. Not, I don't know. I'm you're so missing tired. a letter. It's a G. Asterisk. It's gastric. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a gastric. No, you're missing an S. It's asterisk. Asterisk. What did I say? Uh, you're still having a hard time with it. Even when we told you you had a hard time. It's an time. asterisk. No. <laughs> now, you, now you added two S's. Now you pluralized it. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Dude, you're so from Long Island. It's offensive. I'm from Long Island, and I know this word. Relax. <laughs> I mean, he was he was just saying it louder every Asterisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An asterisk. Yeah. Asterisk. <laughs> okay, so it's asterisk. So it's an right. asterisk. Asterisk. It's like an asterisk. Well, yeah, no, not spelled I would way. stop saying. All right, it. so let's just put a <laughs> symbol next to this one that means something. Yeah. And that will be what? Yeah, we got to put an asterisk next to this one. So, um, <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> and what would your asterisk say, Dan? Uh, uh, I'm just saying that I didn't, I didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch it on TV yet. So, but in the arena. What was long? This match was quiet. So dead. I cannot tell you. Like, it was like it never picked up. It wasn't fun. No one was having fun. It was just bad. It was a bad match. The I, have a hot, was, I have a hot take. AJ is someone who everyone says, like, never has a bad match. And uh, I feel like he's had a couple, like, particularly, like, in the. In the big show, he's had a couple of matches that I felt were very underwhelming. Uh, Particularly for a guy who people say never has a bad match. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't really have... When does he have... I don't know. He doesn't really have bad matches. But, I, I mean, I mean how this is a really I, tired crowd. Um, I'm sure he does have bad matches. Everyone has a bad match. But when has AJ match. has good matches, they are so phenomenal. He does things in the ring no one else can do. He is great. Watching his matches, 
is usually a very rewarding experience. I don't think AJ was the problem here. I think it was a shit stinky Nakamura. <laughs> He's terrible. He's that's, ver- like, that's kind of a cop out though, because like no, it's not gr- a cop out. Yeah, it is. It's not a cop out. It's a point that not enough people are making. This guy's all punch kick. Strong style sucks, and he's not. He's, he's not. It's, he doesn't have charisma. It's point we made on the podcast. We've made it on we've three years it. ago. We it's made it. guys. It's how much time do, does a guy who's this much of a veteran get? I mean, it's just what he's doing is. It's just it doesn't work for WWE. Like the entrance was amazing. The entrance. The, uh, I love the rock. The guitar. It was, good it was really dope. The Very entrance good was awesome. Entrance. He came cool. in. But my thing with with Shinsuke. Here's my hot take on Shinsuke. Is when we talk about charisma. Which Nobody's like ready for bad about. pants. I think this guy oozes the charisma, but lacks the control of the charisma. So like <laughs> he's got uncontrolled charisma. <laughs> what a nuanced opinion. Spraying the crowd with wild charisma. Yeah, like when he comes out, it's a little autopilot for me. Like it's a little, like it's a little bit like, oh, I do this, I shake my hands, this, but he's a little like not in the moment where I'm like, why don't you interact with the guitar player a little more? Right. Like, why don't you like feel the, like, why don't you a little more like improv from you or something, right. a little more in the fly, a little more in the moment. I just feel like it's a little too like calculated. It's like a guy who got big and got comfortable. I really do agree with that point. I think it's a very, it feels very autopiloty. He just does what he wants to do, and he thinks it works because everyone claps because I think they're supposed to clap for the Japanese guy because he's so cool. But like, he doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah, this he has anything to do with it. Racial not racial. It's not a race. I don't mean Japanese like he's racial. I mean Japanese like it's the end, New Japan stuff. Like it's this other okay. product. Fine. I don't mean Japanese like oh they're supposed to clap for him because he's a different race. <laughs> I mean, you're right. the guy let's, who let's just him put an asterisk on it. And he's move a flabby Japanese. Japanese guy. I'm just saying Let's he's shaking his it. he's shaking his hands around. He's squirming around like a fucking f- hooligan. None of it makes it. I don't, it doesn't equal anything to me. Like I don't understand what it it is. Yeah. No. So what I'm saying is that it right is I don't right I don't I don't I don't totally get it either. Now his move set to me does not equate to excitement. No. The Kinshasa I like. You don't like strikes. I hate strike finishers. I like it as a I like it as a finish. He sells it really hard. I like how he gears up for it like a uh, super He's kick. very flexible. He calls for it. He's I like very that. Bendy, very bendy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. But ultimately, his move set is just I can't think of. There's one move that pops me. It's like he does that, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's some kind of like flip thing where you land, your whole body land, you land flat. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to describe it. I don't it. know what it's, it's called It's some either. kind of forward suplex or whatever. Uh, but like ultimately, this is a guy who, it, from my perspective, I've been told for years now, you got to check out this guy. He's like Michael Jackson like this. I'm like, no, no, no. He's not like, I'm sorry. Michael Jackson like... <laughs> Was there, there was a lot more to Michael Jackson. He could really connect with the crowd in a way that Shinsuke does not. Right. Also, he could sing, dance, and write songs. He was a mega talent. Shinsuke yeah, does that, none of those things. Yeah, he but, just is a wrestler. Yeah, but come on. You know what I mean. I'm saying it in the terms of like, it's like. No, no. Let me, let me put it this way. Michael Jackson was the greatest singer, the greatest dancer, and one of the greatest songwriters. Yeah. Where Shinsuke can only just be the greatest wrestler, and he is not the greatest wrestler. He's, well, he's just, not even close. He's just a. Pr- he's not even close. So I'm saying, so if his matches, he had this match that was a dud at uh, Mania, unless we watch it back, uh, and it's not a dud. And then he had the SummerSlam match with, uh, I guess it was Jinder, but it was like pretty forgettable. Uh, his biggest moment was women winning the Rumble, which. That was his Which biggest was moment, and it he was, won and it in honestly, a great way. I won't honestly, take anything away from I him. I hate Shinsuke, but I think his Rumble win was great. It was awesome. It was a good match. It was a good Rumble, and he won it in a cool way. And we're saying it here. Every time I get together with a wrestling fan, they're like, 
you know, I feel like the conversation is like, you know what, I'm not really. Like, people are embarrassed to admit it. It's like right. people voted for Trump. Exactly. It's like the people, but like, the, I, it's happened too many times where I, I people are like, I don't really connect unfair. with it. Like, you're not putting any. Any blame on AJ? AJ is proven talent to none, me. No blame yeah. on AJ this whatsoever. This is so crazy to me. Like no, like this is such marky behavior. You're off base put, here. I mean, no blame. There's two people in the match. It was a bad match, so you could say whatever you want. Like, sure, uh, mostly Shinsuke's fault, but at some point, like, uh, you got to blame AJ. Also, Dude, this AJ isn't the first great, bad we, match. AJ isn't the first bad match on a weekly basis. Is this the first bad match he's had? Did you see AJ Finn? Remember, he wrestled that whole week. AJ's so proven. Finn is for everyone. I'm not though. saying it's not AJ's not at fault for this match. Sure, and maybe you have a good point about the fact that maybe he at these big, in like big arenas, what he does doesn't translate. But it doesn't feel true to me. Like he, the match against with Brock was one of maybe Brock's best match he's had all year. Uh, you know, I, AJ matches are usually fantastic matches. Shinsuke matches. I think it's a lot of Emperor's new clothes with this guy. Like it's 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 a lot. I think this match with AJ showed a lot of holes in Shinsuke's game to put on an entertaining match. He essentially has like two or three actual wrestling moves, and the rest are just punches and kicks. Okay, but let's think of it in terms of this. This is the point I want to make: is this was a big moment for independent wrestling. I think yes, this was a, totally. And I think Vince is gonna walk away just being like, "All right, back to doing it my yep, way." Yep, I think exactly. he's just gonna be like, "All right, I gave you guys this. You told me this was the match, and it was just like, yeah, no." He's like, "A dream match, my ass." Absolutely, you're fire. Yeah, like this dream match. He pushed that. Like, if I'm him, I'm just gonna. Be, I listen to all you guys. It's like, no, Ronda Rousey, who I get so much shit for, was the star of the night. Yeah, but to be fair, like yeah. Vince's match was definitely Reigns Brock, and that was a clunker. That's right. true. I want to make one quick point, and then we can move on from this match. There was only two matches on the WrestleMania card that were over 20 minutes long. Those two matches were AJ versus Shinsuke and the Ronda Rousey match. Those were both 20 minutes long. One well, that was the good. thing. So what they said was, AJ Shinsuke, just let these guys go. And probably Triple H was in Vince's ear just being like, yo, just trust me. Let these guys go. They'll tear the house down. And then gave them extra time to do it. Yeah. Let them build. Even the fucking guy behind me. I mean, the amount of apologies that these – the amount of second chances yeah. that these guys get. The guy behind me is like, yo, they're, they're, just, they're just heating up. It was like, nah, I could see. Like, I see what's – early on, you could see in these matches, like – this is like, like when the well, second the whole Stephanie place was pulled Ronda's leg down, you're like, yeah. this, this is going to work. This place the was first on fire. spot, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that it's like, uh, is there no place for this? I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, definitely NXT. I mean, night before was great. Like, there's a place for it. It's NXT. Yeah. I mean, what Gargano and Ciampa did it compared to what, and, uh, like, uh, yeah, that match, I mean, they're not shit all over the Shinsuke AJ match. Yeah, I mean, one's a zero, one's a ten. Like, yeah. you know, uh, especially in comparison. So I, I just, I mean, I just, I think these guys, this match was more important. It was, re it was really important for these guys to tear the house down. Like, I'm not, not taking away from these guys; they're great talents. They but, had their uh, moment. And this they was a big deliver. moment. And I think uh, we're going to see more Roman Reigns, is my point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, like, that moment didn't work either. So, Well, that, but that's never mattered before. Roman Reigns' moments habitually don't work, and we just keep getting more and How more. How many minutes was that match? That match was 15-55. So, so what's like the next match? 55 Braun Strowman versus The Bar yeah, with so, Nicholas. Yes, Braun Strowman <laughs> and Nicholas versus ah. Cesaro and Sheamus. 
Uh, I thought this was brilliant. I, I loved it. We all wanted to see him yeah. have a partner that was like a non, the, like a non. Braun actor. can do no wrong. The at writing this point. Yeah. for Braun Strowman, no, you, he can do. He, I think he can do wrong. I actually want to give WB credit. Their writing for Braun has been excellent. They understand Braun as a talent in a way that is incredible. Like now, I'm not saying that this was like the most over shit ever, but people were definitely into it. It was, yeah, it was, it fun. was fun. It was, it was so fun. We was all funny. said like when we were predicting in the preview episode, we were talking about, well, they'll choose a shrimp. Right, we were talking right. about they're going to choose someone who's not really a partner, like an Ellsworth or a Hawkins, and then they chose someone even more heightened than right. that, Nicholas. which is a random kid from the audience named well, Nicholas. Not, not random per se. Right. Yeah, but uh, kayfabe random. And it was and, also great that we all thought it was a young girl. I thought it was a girl the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, oh, how nice! He chose like a nice young girl. Yeah. So, um, I thought this was really fun. Braun Strowman went over. Braun Strowman is so over. Um, yeah, get these hands. That this was a really good spot for Strowman on the card because because Brock went over. You know, One because like if about- Brock was gonna win, then give him reigns. You know what I mean? Like, if the, I don't think this was their plan, but let's assume it was their plan the whole time. Like all the other guys we wanted to face Lesnar was under the assumption that. Lesnar was going to leave and this is the right. new guy right. and if it's like oh he's going to stick around well why not just feed him to Reigns again and humble Reigns again right? Uh, uh, for the first time one thing but, I like about Braun yeah. is when he like uh, forgets to use the Braun voice like you ever notice like, so, sometimes he's speaking and he forgets it's like uh, well they're going to start phasing it out I think yeah because he, he, he like, forgets to use it and he just talks in his normal voice. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. He doesn't need it because he can use it. He can pepper it in when he's angry and when he's trying to get a point across. But he's too smart to be just this fee-fi-fault fault. Like, he's actually a really, like, cool, uh, charismatic guy. Yeah. He also has uh, – he's on the same spectrum as Aleister Black in the haircut zone. Aleister Black, by the way, just a note. I think that's, that's insensitive to Aleister Black. <laughs> Fair enough. Aleister Black was at – Sitting before the kickoff show in his seats on the floor, we just kept walking by Aleister Black in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just he was there maybe forty minutes early in his seats. Like he, he wasn't likes the, to be prepared, Dan. He definitely was allowed in catering, right? If he yeah. wanted to be, he's the NXT champion. He's a guy who gets to the airport three hours before flight time. <laughs> yeah, Very he was like, I just want to like drink this all in. All right, so then let's go to the main event. Main event: Brock Lesnar defeats Roman Reigns. That swerved. All of us, we were shocked by this. The only reason that I, I happy but shocked, <laughs> I was once they started giving him like a million F fives. Once he got three F fives and he kicked out, I was like, the only way this can end is with Brock winning because it buries Reigns. Like right. the, everyone will hate Reigns so much if Braun Strowman loses to one F five, Samoa Joe loses to one F five. Uh, I guess Dean Ambrose uh, on a chair, but lost to one F five. But then Roman could take like ten of them. They're already going to be upset losing that he took. Kicked out of four or five F five tonight. It was six. It was six, and one of them was on a table. It was a crazy amount of F five. It was an irresponsible amount of F fives because it also like to- it, it makes it cart- it makes Roman Reigns' strength seem cartoonishly exaggerated. Like it's crazy for him to take that many finishers. Yeah. Right. The only thing that reciprocates this is he gave Lesnar a shit ton of spears. Also, I think this match people were a little bit bored. Like the crowd was chanting. A little bit bored. They were chanting CM Punk. They I mean, were we were the, everyone was staring at uh, you know the the beach balls, beach balls, and chant like yeah. Bored is an understatement. But I think it's because I. This is awful. Was the shit. I think this match will actually look better on the network when we watch WrestleMania back. I agree. Because I think that part of the reason the crowd was so disinterested is because we everyone there just assumed. 
oh, Reigns is definitely winning. Lesnar's going back to UFC, so Reigns is going to win. Oh, and they're going to and they're making him look super duper crazy strong, and we we're all annoyed. So we just hated. We didn't give the match the attention it deserved. I think with all the finishers flying around, this might have actually been an okay match to watch with the. Announcer. I a hundred percent agree because of one simple fact: when Brock got the pin, they went nuts. Like they were yeah. like, "Oh my god, well, Brock won!" Surprise. And they keep doing it all year. Everyone thought Brock. I would kept thinking Brock's going to drop the title, and he kept just winning and doing that fucking stupid Brock laugh. And you're like, he just did it again, but this time at Mania. And I will say, uh, 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 that like they were tired. Like they, if this match was booked the exact same way it went earlier, I think people would have been into it. This point, people they were pitting beach balls. People were their attention was gone. Well, I mean, the, this, the this, card, this is, card too, is too long. It's yes, about an hour long. too long. Uh, that's uh, being conservative. I just want to say two things about this match. One, I think that uh, uh, Brock uh, winning is a great way to get Roman over. And two, I feel like the match truly turned when when uh, Roman got cut open and was wearing the crimson mask. Like I think all of a sudden people started paying attention because they were like, "What." Like, it wasn't a right. little bit of blood. It, it was, was, like, a, a massive blood. amount yeah, of blood. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, whoa, uh, could they stop? Like, what's good? Like, it just, it, it, you made the point about the, the beach balls. Like, everyone was distracted. And I think the moment that rain started bleeding, it was like, okay, it sucked everyone back in. And I think yeah. on the network where the crowd noise is lower and the announcers are building, like, it probably looked pretty awesome. I gotta like, be honest. Reigns was bleeding like crazy. Not to blame this on the AJ Shinsuke match. Not to be, like, Vince's boy or whatever. Well, that didn't go well. I was bummed out the rest of the show. Right. I, I, I mean, I came back yeah, for a ridiculous You were bummed out when you kicked over the water. Yeah, that ruined your night. No, it didn't ruin my night. <laughs> I bounced back for that. When, when, uh, I kicked over this guy's water. I didn't like the way he talked to me, but uh, <laughs> but he, he was fine. But I'm saying the water, uh, the, the water. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about <laughs> it. Waited. I was thinking about it. I mean, we're so, we couldn't be tired or... Um, that's not a word. It's an asterisk. I couldn't have been tired. Or you got to asterisk it. Asterisk. Asterisk it. Rick Astley. Um, uh, now I've completely forgotten the point. Right, I mean, so, this is crazy. Uh, we're we're no, dying out here. Uh, I'm saying after that, it was just like, it was it was, it was lethargic in there after that. And so this Reigns match, I think you're right. I think it's gonna. You go, but, but I think he definitely took too many F fives. Yeah, it was. It was like egregious. It, it didn't make any of them look good. You know. Yeah. It just makes it look too cartoonish. Um, the so anyway, I think based on the the outcome, I really enjoyed. Like, I'm glad Lesnar won. That's super cool. You know. I, I think given the fact that that's the match we got, it was such a swerve. It was a big swerve. It's fun to get swerves. Um, there's one thing that we people didn't ever had the feeling of like, shit. I wish I watched this. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Last thing. Um. Well. Not to backtrack, but because I think we covered this Lesnar Reign stuff enough. The one thing we didn't talk about with AJ Shinsuke is that there's a Shinsuke heel turn at the end of this oh, match. Yes. He hit AJ in the in the plums. In his juicy plums. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In, in his juicy plums. Which, by the way, they were very much on display. AJ clearly got some <laughs> new custom pants made for Mania. With a codpiece. And Hang his on, dick just was a- very on display. And he always has wardrobe malfunctions, AJ. Remember that one the TLC match where his when ass he- was cheek was out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was by the way, do, do, do we call it plums? Is that... <laughs> I love it. Just, we just skipped right over. I gotta over. say, Shams, again, I loved it. <laughs> Thanks, Why man. are you blowing Calling up this balls guy's plums ego? is very funny. It's just uh, funny. Who, but do we call it plums? <laughs> Did a- you know what I was talking about? Are you comfortable? <laughs> My question for you is, is that a comfortable position? Guy, I am asleep. 
I had three Shinsuke heel turn. I didn't even know. Was he a face before? I guess. I, I don't know. It's confusing. Well, yeah, he, he was definitely a face. speak the language natively, so it's conf- I can't tell if he's a heel or a face. All he did was say, I'm going to beat you up. But I guess he saved Need him a couple times. Face. So now, now, so I guess going forward, uh, oh, look, the Superdome is changing colors. <laughs> but, uh, it's Silver Dome. Silver Dome. <laughs> um, so I guess Shinsuke going forward will stop saving AJ in his matches? I, I guess this yeah. feud is going to keep going? I hope not. Well... I don't care as long as I, mean, don't, after as long as I put the belt on him. I just don't want Shinsuke having the belt. Maybe the heel turn will make him more interesting. Maybe he'll actually do some good work. I don't was know. Was Reigns wearing a snakeskin vest tonight? He was wearing, um, he went to the same vest guy as Johnny Gargano. I gotta say, that was his best vest yet. Yeah, well, it, it, was, it, it was Rollins-esque. Yeah, it looked pretty cool, I gotta say. Um, I mean, I don't, I think he, I said if he came out in his undies, I'd pop. Okay, all right, that's it. Uh, Mania it was a great, it was a great that time. That being said, do we have these complaints? When you're there, you're just having fun. I, the, the only thing I said all night was like, uh, Mania is the best. It's the best day of the all right, year. Time to start NXT. We also went to NXT last <laughs> night. I, uh, good night. We'll, we'll run through it. We'll just do quick no, just highlights, won't. lowlights. Nope. Just, just say what happened. No, I won't. All in doubt. He's dropping the mic. I'm all right. You can leave. This is un- unreasonable. Well, w- the people need the, the, the content. Dan Black is a podcast. All right, Shebs. Wait, Chomper Gargano Shebs was is, awesome. Shebs is going to do a two minute rundown on his own. I'll drop the mic. Go. All right, well, you. All right, this is. Can I get my custom intro? Uh, Probably not. We're not going to edit it. Okay, here's what happened Adam Cole is the story of the night. Adam Cole, baby. He wins the six man ladder match, which is probably the best match, in my opinion, of the whole weekend. Super exciting stuff. Killer spots. So it's Adam Cole over EC3, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. Watching, this is my first time seeing Ricochet in person, and boy, was it worth the hype. This guy is incredible. There were some spots that were truly sick. Velveteen Dream jumping off ladders like crazy. A lot of fun. Oh, and EC3 is made out of muscles. The guy's dripping flesh. This guy is packed, filled with muscles. Shayna Baszler defeats Ember Moon. somebody said I look DB3. You're, uh, D, you're EC negative EC three. Negative, you look like a three. terrible version of EC3. <laughs> EC negative three. All right, keep going. Oh, you interrupted my two minutes. Shayna Baszler defeats Ember Moon. I don't like it. No one likes a Shayna Baszler. She's she's not there. Ember Moon doesn't really make sense either. Didn't care about this match. Next match, undisputed error, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. So this is Adam Cole's second match of the night. They defeat the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne because of a Roderick Strong, I guess we'll call it a heel turn. He joins undisputed era, turns on the bruiserweight. Very cool. Obviously, they had to put Roderick Strong with uh, Undisputed Era because Bobby Fish is uh, is, uh, is uh, injured. They need another guy in that tag team. But the four of these guys as a stable, oh, man, this is exciting stuff. It's four PWG vets. It's four kind of tiny indie guys who are really great in the ring. With Adam Cole as the leader, I think the stable makes so much sense, and I'm very, very excited for it. The one goofy thing I'll say about this is that Undisputed Era was never in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They weren't even in that tournament, but they are now technically the winners of that tournament because in addition to the belts, you got the trophy for you got the Dusty Trophy as well. Uh, then we had Alistair Black defeating Cien Almas. Um, look, this wasn't the best match we ever got out of Alistair Black, but it was a pretty decent match. I enjoyed it. I, I get a lot of heat because I don't like strikes as finishes. If your finish is just a knee or a kick or a bull hammer punch, I think you're a jabron. But I do like Alistair Black's uh, spinning heel kick. I think that is a very good strike finish. And then the card was over. That was the last match, officially. And then there was an unsanctioned match. 
that they still use the ring for. No <laughs> sanctions. <laughs> Which the whole time we kept just being like, I don't know, this is unsanctioned. There's I mean, no sanctions. Can he do that? It's unsanctioned. <laughs> no one understood the rules or the conceit of this match, but boy, was it entertaining. Well, it was a classic WWE gimmick of uh, they pulled the same thing tonight where they were like, uh, if if Zayn and KO win, they're rehired. I'm like, they're rehired for the thing that they're hired to perform on Absolutely. tonight. Absolutely. Like, oh, Trump and Gargano. Uh, if Gargano wins, he's allowed to keep wrestling. I'm like, he's wrestling already. He's doing it right now. Um, yeah, but I thought this match, a lot of people said this was the best match of the weekend as well. I will certainly accept that as a possible answer, although in my taste, it was that six-man ladder match. Dan, did you have a favorite match from the weekend or from NXT? Of the weekend? Yeah. Uh, man, I'm so tired. What was my favorite match? <laughs> you, you tell me, pal. I don't know. Raw tomorrow, so I think Chapa Gargano was my favorite match. You liked of, it better the, than the ladder match for the belt, the six man ladder. I did. I liked it more. Okay, I like. I said that makes sense. It was a great match. Yeah, I I, I liked it more. I liked the storytelling of well, specifically. I love uh, when uh, Gargano was like hesitating to hit him with the yeah. The, I just I, I'm always a sucker for the like the, friendship, the, the relationship elements there. I thought that match was uh, really amazing. I'm gonna swerve you guys. I I think the so far match of the weekend. Is uh, the Rousey Rain- match? No, Reigns Lesnar because I-, I just think when we watch it on the network, like Reigns was bleeding so hard. <laughs> yeah, there was so much blood. Like I don't know if you saw that. Like tr- dripping, dripping blood. Like, it was a lot. Full it was, it was a concerning. I think it's going to look really awesome on TV. Like I thought they were going to stop the match. I think it's actually. I think that will be really cool on TV. I think that's a great point. That was your two minutes of NXT. Well, I love that I got Arlen back. He was like, he's out of here. Even you said you were out of well, here. During that rant, I brushed my teeth. I sissed out, and uh, it's time to go to bed. All right. Anyway, all right. Look, that concludes our annual WrestleMania uh, roundup live from whatever city WrestleMania is in. Nolan. <laughs> next, next year we'll be in Camden recording in the PNC Arts Secaucus. Arena. Secaucus. Oh, we'll be in Secaucus. We'll put an ask, we'll ask the ricket for you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh um, and uh, uh for the cash ins uh maybe uh for Wednesday, like give me if you're a big Shinsuke mark Defend Shinsuke to me. Like, tell me, can, make me like Shinsuke, you know? Uh, you know, I, I just, I just, let's just talk about it more. I would, I want to hear from the Shinsuke marks. Um, so, yeah. And also, um, happy um, Rusev Day. <laughs> and, and, and pre Rusev Day and post Rusev Day. Absolutely. I just think it was crazy that WrestleMania, spoiler alert, came out, was, was on Rusev Day this year. Yeah, and we're going to go to sleep, and we're going to go to Raw tomorrow. Uh, hey, happy! thank you guys for listening to another great year, uh, a great season of wrestling. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy that the wrestling season starts again uh, tomorrow on Rusev Day. <laughs> it starts up again. Anyway. Uh, thank you, Cow Nation. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, yeah. Check us out, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Pick up a t shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash comedians of wrestling. And uh, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Shebs, you got something to say? I was going to say kisses and you know, make sure you go on that Facebook group where people talk about wrestling until four in the morning. Yeah, check out our Facebook page, comedians of wrestling Facebook page. Uh, we talk about wrestling at four in the morning. And uh, man, it's four in the morning right now. <laughs> and I am tired. Hey, if you like the show, support it, share it with people. Come on. Just do it, okay? I'm in New Orleans. Just do it. Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.
Thank you.